0: Ali, you've been on headcanon you're familiar with our format right
1: yes i have my
2: notes
0: it was the prestige right
1: yes yes yeah that was that was a fun podcast to do yeah. although yeah. i'm maybe even more excited about this movie
0: excellent well are we all ready to begin yeah yeah Hello and welcome to Headcanon. My name is James. This is Marcus Sparks. And we're joined by a special guest today, Allie. How are you doing?
1: Good. How are you guys doing?
0: Doing very well. Allie's a friend of the pod and a friend of Trouble. Uh, She helped out doing beta reading for the last two Trouble books and wanted to have her on. We might talk a little about Trouble at the end, but uh, primarily we're here to talk about everything, everywhere, all at once. It's been a while. Uh, Marco, do you know what the last headcanon movie we did was? Oh, God. Um, I sure don't. Yeah, it was Top Gun, which I completely <laughs> forgot we did. And then we also did Deep Water. Those are like the two other movies right. we've done this year. So we're in, this podcast is really in full swing. So at some point, <laughs> Maverick. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll be doing more of these over the next month or two. We've got various guests lined up and whatnot. But uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Ali, you picked this. Um, I suppose you should go first. Uh, Actually, well, before we get to that, let's just talk about some, you know, what we're watching and whatnot, and then we can get to that. Um, What are we watching right now?
1: I somehow have never seen Breaking Bad before. Mm -hmm. And so my boyfriend and I are watching it. He's seen it before. So he's rewatching it with me. So I watch it for the first time. Um, It's really good. I don't know why I didn't watch it when everyone was buzzing about it. Mm -hmm. What? years and years ago now um in the beginning of season four and yeah really looking forward to finishing that um to balance out balance out all that drama i'm also just finished love is blind season three which was you know dumpster fire of drama but nice to have that sometimes for after work
0: <laughs> is that a reality tv show
1: yeah that's the one where they like propose to each other through a wall at from not seeing each other and then they have to get married in like four weeks.
2: What else do they do to the wall?
1: They just talk. Okay. The idea is that you're supposed to fall in love with someone without ever seeing them. And then what, where it gets interesting is when they have to leave the pods and actually live together and meet each other's families and plan a wedding all in four weeks. Um, Not really sure why the four weeks is a component of it. um, But
2: It makes for interesting dramas. So I feel like a lot of it's just dealing with money. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A lot of people are not financially compatible at all.
2: (laughs) I was going to say the, the breaking bad thing. That's always a fun part of a relationship is the, when one of you has seen something before and is like curating or trying to guide the other. I I don't know. (laughs) And you get the, the, like, are they watching you watch this scene? You're like, what the hell? (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, I'm definitely getting a lot of that right now.
0: <laughs> what, uh, what a lot of asking you me,
1: oh, what was your reaction to this and this and yeah, that's still fun. It's fun to watch.
0: What what season are you on?
1: Uh, we just started season four.
0: Okay, so yeah, you're right in the, the wheelhouse there. Yeah. Awesome, Marco. What are you watching?
2: Uh, I haven't had a lot of time, so really, the only show that I've I've made room for in my life is Andor.
0: Cool. Yeah, you all caught up. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I've been watching lately as well. It's like shockingly good for a Star Wars show, or really, I mean, it's just like a good show. Period. Yeah, yeah. Surprise the wire. The wire. Star it to Wars. Be made. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I'm watching. Other than that, I did also watch Black Panther: Wakanda Forever this weekend, like you did, Allie. Um, it was probably the best Marvel movie since Endgame, but definitely not as good as the first Black Panther, I would say.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And, like, I don't know, minor spoilers, but, like, there's a whole lot of, like, Shuri and, and Riri. And every time, like, M'Baku or Nakia came on screen, I'm like, couldn't the movie even more about these characters? You know, like, I feel like Shuri was, like, pretty far down on the list of, like, interesting Wakandans I'd like to feature in a movie.
1: Ooh. I really did like Riri's introduction, though. Like, I wanted to see more of her and, yeah, less of Sherry. I don't know how much that has to do with knowing the actress and um,
0: her yeah, opinion, I, but I yeah. guess I still feel like I don't really know much about her character, even after watching the movie where she's central. Like, at one point, she says, like, my mo- no one knows me better than my mom or something like that. And it's like, yep, we don't. We don't know you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're you're smart and you're kind of like you know bratty and, and young and i don't know i feel like I, I still don't really know much about her besides that
2: i like how meanwhile you're like can the iron show just start now
3: yeah
0: hmm. there's also like i don't know 30 minutes of uh what's his face martin freeman and truly the reed Dreyfus. oh yeah I don't line, know I which know is like there's, there's no reason for this to be in the movie at all you just cut it Except out. Except to just
1: set up more stuff for future projects.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like Thunderbolts. What about
3: Namor? Uh he was cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I had <laughs> no background. I didn't know anything about him at all. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, cool. So Marvel's
2: Aquaman. Um mm. but yeah, thought he was fine. He's got those little little wings on his ankles.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I it was not ever like a Namor person growing up in comics i don't know anything about him so i was just like okay sure all i know is that
2: it seems like the only plot lines i'm aware of from Fantastic four is like whether or not reed richard's wife is going to leave him for namor that's like the ongoing drama
0: here for it all right well what are you reading ali you can go first
1: Um, I just finished the Golden Enclaves, which is the last book in the Sholomance trilogy. I don't know if you guys have heard of it by uh, Naomi Novik. Um, It's basically Mm. if you took like Harry Potter and mixed it with Hunger Games. Um, It's about kids attending a murderous magic school, like actually
2: murder Hogwarts. Deadly Education is the first one, right?
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: It sounds familiar. sounds fun.
1: It's definitely one of my favorite series I have found in a while. Um, I read the books like maybe each in a day or two Mm. um, and felt like it was a satisfying conclusion. I kind of want to go back and reread that again. Excellent. Um, Also going through the throne of glass series right now. Um, I think we, I just finished book four and about to start book five on that.
0: Is that Sarah J. Mess? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I read all those a couple of years ago. They're like I feel like they're like the distilled like if you ask like YA fantasy, like give me an example of like YA fantasy, like modern Y fantasy. It's like this series is it. This is this has all the tropes.
2: <laughs> yep. Okay. Very much so. Cool.
3: Marco, uh, what about you?
2: I am halfway through a book, I just needed something light to occupy me occasionally. Seven Empty Houses by Samantha Schweblin. She's a bizarre author that I enjoy, and this is a book of her short stories, which is each one stranger than the previous, so that's how I've been relaxing
0: with fiction cool. lately. This is a podcast where so people can't see but Marco just held up the book for us to see. But I, uh, mm-hmm.
2: It's visual for you, too. Mm-hmm. Get on the Patreon, guys. We do this live and video.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I just... Sidebar. We've been we've been thinking about looking into a way to do this, like have like a, a live stream version. Would anyone watch that? Does anyone care? Like tweet at us, let us know. Alright, uh, what am I reading? Uh nothing super currently, but I just finished reading a book called Known of the Ninth, which is the third of the Locked Tomb like quadrilogy, I guess now. Um all these books are just incredibly weird and bizarre. It's about like space necromancers. Um there it's the author like it's like she really goes out of her way to make things incredibly confusing and like it's like you're constantly in like perspectives of people where it's like you're having to figure out what's really happening because the, the perspective you're in is somebody with like limited information or something I don't know it's it's fun to read even though I could see people getting frustrated by it just because like I felt like I needed to like go to the reddit to like okay what actually happened what I just read there like what am I missing what like weird subtext is happening yeah
2: yeah especially in book two this Mm -hmm. is the one where this was supposed to be the first 100 pages of the third book and then
0: it's supposed to be a trilogy and then this became its own book yeah yeah but the the character of nona is entertaining i I think she's supposed to be around 19 years old but like she has like it's like she was born you know like six months ago so and Mm -hmm. her mind's all like fractured and weird and you're trying to figure out is this actually one of the other characters from the previous books or is this like a new character and she's incredibly bizarre. She'll like, she's just like a weird character. It's like when no one's watching her, she'll just like eat like dirt or something because she likes doing it. I don't know. She's entertaining in her own way.
2: That's how she gets her skills from
0: the multiverse.
2: Mm-hmm. But like, uh, definitely not what I would say is an example of your modern LGBTQ sci-fi necromancy genre.
0: I mean, is there, there, are there other books in that genre? I don't know.
2: (laughs) There should be. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, What are we listening to?
1: I think the last time I was on the podcast, we were all just binging evermore. (laughs) Um, And so now my answer is, well, I'm going through midnights.
2: Yeah. Same pretty much. Just occasional dip back into midnights or midnights 3 a.m. Or now midnights anti-hero remixes or whatever.
0: I haven't got into the uh, the remixes, but the three AM edition I feel like is essential. I feel like Midnight's as an album is just kind of fine without the extra songs. Yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm listening to as well.
2: I I feel like it won't. It's not in danger of being like in your like top two Taylor albums, but it's. I think it's solid.
1: Yeah, I definitely like folklore and evermore. More those albums are more my speed, but. This one was fun and definitely getting stuck in my head with the songs.
0: Yeah. I got bored and wrote a whole Reddit post uh and the perspective of Jenny Valentine as to who and her uh, friend group, like what their favorite track is on the album. So if anyone's really bored, they can go find the trouble Reddit and see that.
4: I'll check
1: that out.
0: <laughs> I think Jenny's favorite song was mastermind.
3: That. Go figure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, so
2: that'll be that be a whole side
0: offshoot. It's just mm-hmm. Jenny's weekly column of music reviews. Well, I haven't, you know, I haven't written anything in a few months now. I told myself I'd wait until the new year. I just I needed to recharge. Like, this is the first time we've podcasted, I think, in a while, isn't Marco? Like, yeah, yeah. I think it's been we, good we, we were just break. burnt out, like all the PLL podcasts and whatnot. Oh, you know, that book fucking out. show. They owe us a check.
1: I never watched it
0: please
2: don't it's not very good yeah there's the thing your eyes are connected to your brain don't do that to yourself
0: (laughs) okay well uh everything ever all at once ali uh now we can we can finally get to it why did you want to do this movie why don't you give us your opening statement
1: yeah um funny enough i found out about this movie through a targeted instagram ad um i don't think it was marketed all that well I remember I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and all of a sudden I saw this like video of these Asian characters flying around and like the tagline was best multiverse movie of the year. And that obviously made me stop because, uh, you know, I'm a Chinese American with immigrant parents. I was planning on seeing uh, multiverse of madness in a couple of weeks. So obviously I stopped, watched a trailer and then told my boyfriend, hey, we should probably go to theaters to see this. This might be really interesting. And yeah, that whoever figured out the algorithm to send that ad to me on Instagram. That was probably the most targeted ad I've couldn't gotten. And yeah, the ad was right. It was, I found this way more enjoyable than Multiverse of Madness. Um, I've seen it twice now. First time watching it through was in theaters. I thought it was crazy, creative, super enjoyable with the audience reacting. You know, the most unique movie I've seen in a long time. And the first time through, I was mostly focused on all the fights and all the crazy multiverses. Second time around, um, I found myself focusing more on like the deeper meanings and the messaging, like, you know, about your family, your loved ones. I loved seeing an Asian cast, love seeing, you know, a representation of the type of family that I grew up in. Um, and overall, it's a movie that does a lot, but somehow makes it all work. And I have definitely been over recommending it to people, um, especially since like, I just honestly feel like no one's
4: heard of this movie and I really think people should.
2: Sounds good. Cool. Marco. Yeah, multiverse is so hot right now. Multiverses. Um which obviously I think I've seen three big multiverse movies in the last year. This is clearly the best far and what, away. What was uh, the third one? Spider-Man? Oh uh, yeah, I guess that counts. Um which, you know, multiverse really it's an interesting vehicle to, to tell yourself a story about escaping from suffering and treasuring life. Um, I, you know, obviously am not Asian American. I, I can only intellectually understand the immigrant experience. I think I still found a lot of resonance to, to, to everything, uh, everywhere and all at (laughs) once in this movie. Um, like, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie that so perfectly captured, like what it is to live inside the human experience and what it feels like to, to deal with life. um, and I just thought it was fascinating to see that these movies, like, like, I was thinking of like Joe versus the Volcano or anything like Charlie Kaufman's ever done. We have to have these movies that get so surreal to like tell us something so pure and, and honest and make us feel something about, I don't know, just how hard it is for everyone that we don't talk about. Cause we all, you know, find our own personal pull between the everything bagel and the googly eye. But uh, yeah, I loved it. I was maybe, I would maybe shave five minutes off the runtime in places, but. Other than that, I adored it, James.
0: So I feel like kind of a grinch here because I liked the movie, but I did not love it. I only watched it last night. Um, I don't know. I, I wonder if maybe if I'd seen it in the theater, like, cause I've heard, been hearing about this movie for months and months. And I was like, I heard like, this is the greatest thing ever. And then I heard like the backlash from people who hated it. And like, I feel like I come into it now and I'm like, yeah, that was pretty good. But um, I don't know. I I thought like there's a lot of really fun and meant to fight scenes I really liked some of the multiverse stuff, but I didn't love like the kind of schmaltiness of the ending. Um, And I just, I don't know. I feel like if the directors had like toned down the goofiness, like maybe 10 or 15%, I would have been more engaged. Like some of the stuff just didn't kind of work for me. Like the the hot dogs for fingers thing. I feel like that was like a a fun one-off joke, but then they just like kept going back to it and I was just kind of like, eh, yeah, okay. Uh, But I think I I really liked the movie best when it was kind of exploring the idea of like the different life paths that Evelyn's character could have taken and kind of using that to explore her character. I think mostly just, I think some of the comedy didn't really land for me. And part of that just might be because I'm watching it at home and not like in a theater where everyone's like really into it. Um, That's why I usually try to see movies. if I'm going to see them at all, like in a theater to kind of get that experience, especially for comedies. I think you need that. Um, And I, I may be a little bit biased just because like, I'm a pretty big multiverse story fan. I've even, like, I've written a short story outline that might show up in a book someday. Um, so there's just certain things where I'm just like, ah, oh, that's not how I would do it. You know, it's, that's just me. It's nothing wrong with the movie itself. But I think in general, I'm, I'm more of the, the multiverse, like, guy who, like, I want to see, like, the alternate universe where like, the Nazis won. And our heroes have to, like, deal with that. Like, I'm like a Sliders guy more than, like, hot dog fingers. Like, you know, that's, that's kind of more my style for multiverses. But um, it's definitely still a lot of fun, and Michelle Yeoh. I've always been a big fan of her, and so it's it's always fun to see her do fight scenes. You know,
4: mm-hmm.
0: Michelle Yeoh, obviously. Uh, Stephanie Shu,
2: I think, is wonderful in this movie, uh, and K. Huey Khan is a revelation as an avatar for positive masculinity. I mean, I think not since Spider Man have we had like a beta, beta male hero. Um.
0: Yeah, his, yes. his fanny pack fight was a lot of fun. All right, well, let's uh, just jump into the general discussion. Um, starts off, what did you think, like, the, the first shot, I think, really interested me because it's, like, the shot of them all, like, enjoying themselves, like, through a mirror, and then it, like, suddenly cuts. I mean, do we think that's a different universe, or?
1: I noticed a lot of kind of circular bagel imagery second mm-hmm. time through watching it, so it might just be callback to that. Mm. Um, also could be another universe. Yeah.
2: Or this that they were, they were happy doing karaoke one time or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but yeah, so we, we meet Evelyn. Um, She's got just like a thousand receipts on her desk there. Uh, She, she runs a lot la- of laundromat and they're being audited and she's trying to keep track of everything at once. And it's like, you just get the sense that her husband's like he wants to talk to her about stuff. We we'll learn he's he's holding papers. What did he once to talk to her about? We learn that they're divorce papers. Um, but she's just like so consumed with like the laundromat and like her her father is is like living with them, and like she just doesn't really have time to focus on on life or anything. The party, the taxes, yeah.
1: Are we doing uh, top moments at the end or?
0: Oh, I forgot. We kind of stopped doing top moments, but um, uh, okay. Why don't I mean we can. Well let's just let's run through them if you have them. They'd be good conversation starters. I could do four. Okay. Well, why don't yeah, you I, why don't you kick us off, Allie?
1: Uh sure. Um I wrote down six. So I can <clears throat> run up to four. Cool. Um my six was I just really kind of enjoyed the first moment being introduced to each of the crazy universes, like the rocks, the raccoon. I think the raccoon might have been my favorite. Um, the pinatas even the hot dog fingers. It was, this was definitely, yeah, like you said, James, it was really fun to watch in theaters. Definitely the second time through, I was like, okay, they, we could shave a couple minutes off of some of these. Um, number fight, I really loved Joe uh, Jobu's hallway intro slash fight, all the crazy costume changes, all the whiplash, watching everything happening um, well, like- in the theaters. It was definitely like, okay, okay, there's a lot going on. What is happening? What kind of movies did we get ourselves into?
2: I was like, okay, so I've just watched a guy beat the shit out of a bunch of security guards with a fanny pack. I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's this movie. And it's like 10 minutes later, she's beating the shit out of security guard with some dildos. I was like,
4: that's this movie.
1: I was telling a coworker about this movie and you know, encouraging them to go see it. And their question was like, oh, is it a family friendly movie I could like bring my 10 <laughs> year old daughter to? And for a second, I like had forgotten about that scene. I was like, oh, maybe. And then I remember that scene. I was like, oh, no, no, do not. Do not bring your daughter to that movie.
0: Um, And then I mean, it, number- it almost is, though. I I don't know. I kind of wonder if maybe they could have cut a little bit of that. And I don't know if you really lose that much by cutting that, you know.
2: Mom, right. why is the guy so desperately trying to land on a butt plug? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Um, and then number four was the scene you mentioned, Marco, with the fanny pack fight—the first wow. fight scene, first crazy scene—and again, just being like, okay, it's one of those one of those like martial art movies, right? Or is I in a sci-fi? It was just, you know, it was yeah. really fun. And yeah, that was number four
2: for me. Uh, um, how many? How many are you going to resurrect, James?
0: Um, I can I can probably come up with at least three. Why don't you do your number four?
2: Okay, I, I don't know why this moment because I mean, like, I could. I could have given you like eight probably, but like this one is a weird one. It's uh, I can't remember what fight she's in, but she's in a fight where she gets punched in the face, and then we cut. She gets hit so hard that we cut to the kung fu universe where she's in the theater and she takes the punch and like hits the guy next to her with the blow of the punch. And I don't know why, but I laughed out really loud at that. What's you guys' number three? <laughs>
0: Um, uh, mine's probably, I mean, we mentioned it, but the the fanny pack fight is a lot of fun. Um, they, the, the way they film it, like it, it looks like it's really a uh, key like for most of it. Like, I think they do a pretty good job it. Never really looks, um, uh, it doesn't have that. Like there's like, there's some movie fights where it's like the cuts are so quick that it just doesn't look like anything, but like this, like actually looks like you're seeing impressive, like fight choreography and whatnot. Like I'm sure there's, there's camera tricks and whatnot, but, it was a lot of fun, and the the way they like zoom in and focus on like the various things he'd do to his fanny pack. Where he liked him like reaching blind over his shoulder to grab. Or he, first he rolls up his sleeve, and then he reaches into a fish tank behind him to grab like a bunch of rocks to put in the fanny pack to like make it more, you know, make it heavier so it'll hurt more. That was all really fun. He helped choreograph the first X Men movie. He did.
2: Yeah, oh, that's wow. kind of where he, where he was when he wasn't acting. Was he got into some fight choreography stuff.
0: Interesting. It, I was like shocked at how much he still sounded like he did. Yeah. in like the Goonies, like, like his yeah. voice is still like somewhat high pitch. I was like, Oh wow. He's it's, it's him. It's, there he is. you just older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Allie, what's your number three?
1: Uh, Number three for me was just the opening scene, kind of setting everything up with, you know, as we were getting into, you know, Evelyn with all her taxes um, Wayman running around trying to talk to her. It really sets the tone of their marriage dynamics and you instantly know like, you know, where they're at. Also, they're speaking a mix of Chinese and English. Um, so I'm fluent in, well, sort of fluent in Mandarin. Um, and hearing that just sounded so natural to me because you, you know, will be talking, talking and you can't remember the Chinese word. So you spit out the English word instead. Um and that was just really fun to kind of hear that in you know kind of a modern us based movie
2: hmm. um my number 3 is just everything with the rocks the i it was such a breath of fresh air i, I enjoyed like the weird piñata cuts when they would like show someone get punched and then like the piñata would kind of move but the rocks thing was i mean I, there's a very like grew up on the internet humor to this movie and you can tell that like the, the directors did some of the special effects themselves. It's got that kind of, I don't know. The cheap is not the right word, but like there's not a bunch of Marvel, you know, uh, special effects people who are like working 90 hours a week on this movie. But I don't know the rock thing. It just, it fit in with the tone of the movie and the message and the, the dialogue between the mother and daughter. And I found it much more enjoyable than I would have thought.
1: Rocks were a big hit in the theater. Yeah. It was just, you know, silence, because it's just words on the screen yeah. and just people laughing at the text. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Um, so, yeah, in the theaters, that was great. I can see it watching at home not being as yeah kind of funny or surreal, but in the theaters with everyone, that was really fun. That's
0: yeah, I read some reviews, and it sounds like, especially in theater, like, a lot of the way this movie's shot is, like, like sensory overload. So to kind of get that cut to, like... Just like a static shot of you know, like a wide shot of uh, you know, a rocky plateau is like, like a real like mental break for people after like so much stimulation. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see how that plays out. Oh, and, and,
2: and it fits. Joba Tepaki wants the only one in the universe where she's happy is the one where no life exists. It makes sense.
0: What's your um, what's your two gems? Wait, number two, um, the I like the. It's like a small thing, but at one point when Alpha Wayman is explaining to Evelyn um, that the reason like she's like the one or whatever, is it's like you're the worst of all possible versions of yourself. Like, I really like that concept. I wish the movie had like steered a little more into that because it just the idea that of, like you're, you're the one who didn't do anything that you really wanted to do. You had all these great ideas and you never totally pursued any of them. Like, I, I thought that was like really fascinating. All right, uh, Allie, your number two.
3: Um, my number two was
1: when he puts the little ear things on her for the uh, alpha women. puts the little ear things on her for the first time, and you get the flash montage of her entire life, like starting from like the doctor being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, it's a girl," <laughs> yeah. to like her entire. And you learn so much about who she is, how she's raised, her background in such a short amount of time. Um, my if I were to pick out a scene from that montage, it's just that scene of her and Joy just sitting in the car. You know exactly what conversation just happened, and they don't have to say a single word. But yeah. the movie has set it up so well that you know exactly what they just talked about, and I just kind of just loved seeing just at once like what her life is all about.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, my number two is a it's a pretty small moment, and. I think the next movie we're doing is Do Revenge. And it's weird that I found a certain resonance between the hero and the villain of this movie and that movie. But in the, uh, I don't know what you call it, the Bjork-verse of Joe Budapaki with the Everything Bagel, when she says to Evelyn when she finally sees it, I wanted you to look at the Everything Bagel and see what I see. I found that to be heartbreaking. I I just wanted you to be
0: as miserable with the meaningless of life as I am. Is that movie good, Do Revenge? I haven't watched it yet. We're podcasting about it in two days, so I really should.
2: What do you want me to say?
0: <laughs> okay. Don't say anything. I'll find out on the pod. It really wants to be a nineties movie. Okay. Interesting. Uh let's see. My number one, right? Um yeah. I, I feel like this is like a boring answer, but um the the kind of coda to the alternate universe where she's an actress and she's talking uh to to the wayman there and he has the line, you know, I would I would have loved just doing laundry and taxes with you. Like, thought that was, it was just nice vibes. I really like that whole timeline. I would have been happy to spend more time there.
1: Yep, that was also <laughs> my number one. That line is so good. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it exists well as a single line. It's like a very smooth line, but at the same time, it really summarizes what, you know, in the end, what makes the movie work like the answer to the nothingness and the everything bagel
2: i mean also he's dashing as fuck in that yes. whole timeline I
0: And mean, it's very think, in the mood for love like i think that's yeah, like yeah. intentional yeah
2: i was gonna say the way that the kung fu universe becomes the romantic melancholy of like a wong kar wai universe there but so yeah that line obviously but also earlier when he gives her the thesis that i don't think you're expecting for him or he's like this is how i fight like just being who i am is how i like maintain against this universe i i thought that was i don't know is this movie like i had a very tough exterior going this movie and it cracked open my shell just a little bit
0: was Maybe that your number upset. one the, the yeah. be kind speech
2: No, so it was just the 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 fight speech and the okay. the laundry taxes yeah
0: All right. I don't know what it says about me, but that was my least favorite part of the movie. What? <laughs> his whole speech about how you just need to be kind. I was just like, Come oh, not on, the, man.
2: not, yeah. not the kind at the end when he's mm-hmm. when he's in the thing and he's telling her like you never looked, you never believe me because of this, but this is how I fight. Yeah, he's still in like the Wong Kar Wai movie.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, at the end, I think when the we had the final fight with the Everything Bagel, that's when he's telling
3: people to be kind. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool
0: uh yeah just general discussion um the the divorcing i was not expecting when he's like oh i really want to talk to you about this and like that was, i don't know i don't know what you guys thought about that was like the last thing i was expecting i was like oh interesting that's like a, a pretty clever hook there
1: yeah i didn't expect that at all the dynamic between them like you see that in a lot of chinese families and probably other families as well, mm. this whole, this, watching this movie just triggered so much transgenerational trauma in me. Mm. I feel like that's, like, the, like, hot trend right now in movies. I recently also watched, when I watched this movie for the first time, I had also recently watched Encanto and Turning Red. Um, so it was just like, you know, those two movies are very different from this movie. But this, at the core, the messaging is kind of the same, you know, how mothers treat daughters, etc. cetera, grandmothers, mothers, daughters.
0: Um. yeah in yeah. this opening it feels like Evelyn has been busy for like 20 years straight like too busy like it's like when is the last time her and her husband had like a date night probably 15 years at least or something it's like it just feels like she's constantly busy and like has no time for, for anything
2: oh and doesn't respect him
0: That's yeah to some extent yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: yeah she's um,
1: always saying like oh my stupid husband this my stupid husband yeah. that
2: and all the googly eyes, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which the movie will tell you later is him him bringing life to things. I think the mother daughter thing you mentioned is really interesting, Ali, because it's like this is a roadmap. Like you're actually seeing what your life could be like by looking at your parent. You know, like I, I think that's kind of interesting with with uh, with Joy, like looking at her mother and just thinking like I don't I don't want to be like you.
1: You yeah, know, so the dynamic dynamic between Joy and her mother, but also Evelyn and her father as well, right? Like, this mm-hmm. whole like. You know, all this stuff is like passed down through generations.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was really excited to see James Hong show up because they they mentioned the dad a fair amount before he shows up. And then when he finally does, I'm like, oh, it's James Hong. Cool.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I will say that the subtitles aren't a perfect translation. Mandarin is really difficult to translate. And there's definitely a lot of like really subtle poetic things that are lost in the translation that just make it a little more, I don't know, adds a little something, a little nuanced, but Hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. When I watched it, I had the subtitles on for English too. And so I found that like my brain just like wasn't really paying that much attention to the audio as much as just reading the text constantly. Like even when they switched to English, I'm still like digesting it as the subtitle rather than like what they're saying.
1: Okay, yeah, it was interesting because when I was watching it, I wasn't reading the subtitles at all.
0: Mm, Yeah, yeah.
1: I could understand. I wonder if that makes for a
2: different viewing experience. Well, just go ahead and brag about
1: it. Later when she's talking, um, when Joy is talking in her broken Chinese to her grandfather, I I found that scene hilarious. It almost made my top moments because... I'm pretty sure that's what I sound like to my (laughs) relatives, like her grasping for the words and saying like the wrong ones. Yep, that's exactly, that's exactly how it
2: is. (laughs) So, so back to the divorce thing. He mentions later that like he heard about it from somebody and this was meant to be like a, like a wake up call thing. Like he's not actually intending. His
1: brother, his brother apparently got a divorce and it helped them um, reconcile or something
0: right well I, yeah. I, it seems like he thinks that evelyn would be happier without him is i guess the kind of the, the impression i got it's like he can sense that she's miserable and so he's like maybe this would be better for you
2: i i got it more as like he's hoping that she would be so stunned by the papers that that would lead to them talking more i i didn't think hmm. that he actually wanted to go
0: through with a divorce i guess i read i I remember that part of it but i guess i I at least interpret that as him kind of like backpedaling a little
2: Uh,
0: like when she's like what the hell is this so i don't know i mean it could be both
2: i mean by the end at the party he's definitely resigned to like she needs to be away from me yeah
0: Mm -hmm. okay so not to jump ahead but yeah the, the the party thing like it's at a certain point it feels like the the narrative side slips into this other very similar side reality yeah the party's another universe right yeah yeah it's like
1: if the whole alpha Verse stuff didn't happen what happens when she goes home
0: and so like I'm left wondering well it seems like they kind of have a happy ending in this other reality but in this main one they've like I don't know killed several people and like destroyed an IRS building like how does that resolve you know I guess, you know, it doesn't matter, you could say.
4: Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't know, is this movie ultimately like happy nihilism? A little Cause, bit. Cuz at one point um uh what's her face? Joy, uh Joju Joju, Joju is it Joju? Joju Joju jo- 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 Bu- Joju Bu- Bu- jo- Bu- Topki. Uh is like here's this everything bagel look at it and you'll realize that nothing matters and it's like well she's become a nihilist this is a bad thing but then later on evelyn says well nothing matters but like in a happy way so
4: yeah
1: nothing matters so just focus on the things that do matter to you is what mm-hmm. kind of I, I,
2: I think you have to bring matter yourself you know what i mean like you have to care um, I mean, because I mean, not to be all YouTube comment. It's fascinating because the googly eyes and the everything big are like the polar opposites. So you have this weird, I don't know, nihilism, existentialism debate between the two parents that that Joy has to try to be a person in the middle of. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's, I don't know. Like, so I saw, what did I see? I Heart Huckabees. Is that my 20s, I guess? And that really informed a lot of like subconsciously how I live my life. But like, I kind of wonder what it would have been like if I'd seen this movie. Ten years ago, twenty years ago, I don't think I'd be ready for it. I don't know how you are walking around, Allie, and, and surviving this. This would this would have hurt me. Um, I just Becky. I love her. I always learn something when I helped the elderly. Old people are very wise. <laughs> With like a kind of a hot Mormon look, right?
0: With all her like secret tattoos uh, that she hides under her sleeves,
2: yeah.
1: I feel so bad for her. It is like as like date as a non-Chinese person trying to date a Chinese person to understand the family dynamics. That's always a lot of culture crash.
2: Yeah, culture clash. Okay, so the the Jenny Slate thing. Mm-hmm. The original name is not intended to be referencing
3: her being Jewish at all, though, right?
0: What's her name? Big nose. Oh, big nose. I mean, I. I don't know. I, I think you could read into that or it could just be that, like, she just like, you know, she she has like beard guy and big nose. And, you know, yeah. like she doesn't I mean, it seems like she really cares about building the sense of like community in her laundromat. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't necessarily. I mean, maybe this is the first time that uh, this character ever showed up. So she's just like, oh, it's a lady with a big nose. Honestly, it's,
1: it's, I- a, it's a Chinese thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, right,
0: that's what I right. thought. Yeah, I don't want to say that.
1: Yes. No, but it is. It definitely is. When they refer to, like, all my friends have various nicknames that my parents have given them that I will not repeat to them because <laughs> they would be insulted. Um, right. but yeah, that is definitely something very cultural. Okay. Um, on Wikipedia, I'm looking at right now, her character's name is Debbie. Debbie yes. the dog mom.
2: So I guess when they, when they re-released it, they changed the name, but she was originally credited as Big Nose. And then people, I think, understandably, were like, uh, it's like, OK, well, that's not what we intended. We can change the name. Mm-hmm. I was honestly shocked that Debbie, the dog mom, comes to the party. Oh, yeah. She was very mm-hmm. much like,
1: yeah, yeah. OK, cool.
2: Bye. Yeah. She doesn't seem like she's the kind of person who's coming to this party, but OK. Cool. I mean, it's,
0: it's a movie, so I think they just kind of it seemed like they at least wanted to show this in the theoretical good version of Evelyn's life that she's somehow made this laundromat into something more than just laundromat. Mm. You know, that people would show up for this. Um, I mean, was it like Chinese New Year? Is that what they're celebrating there? Yeah.
1: Chinese New Year, probably a lot of free food, so might as well show up.
0: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think I saw that it takes place in Simi Valley, although I don't know if the movie necessarily makes that clear.
1: Yeah, I didn't
2: know that. Yeah, I think the movie's kind of saying this is like every town
0: usa or whatever i mean i definitely get california from this yeah yeah. Yeah. um what's what's with like everyone's got these like gigantic like bluetooth ear things on i feel like nobody wears those anymore i mean obviously for the movie they need them but like when's the last time you saw somebody with one of those earpieces good question because that was like the thing and like i don't know like the 2000s and then just man with them yeah and then just like everyone is like no that's like totally lame stop doing that yeah Mm. Uh,
4: uh, you
2: think about something you were saying james i've got the part where i'm looking at sunita mani is the actress from mr robot and glow who's in the musical that evelyn watches the thing about the hot dog fingers universe is the joke is funny one time and they really go super far, like when they're like touching each other's faces. But then I get to the part where I personally get grossed out, which is the uh,
0: the mustard, like watching
2: the feet playing piano.
0: <laughs> That's what did it for you. <laughs> to me, it was like the ketchup and mustard. Like I was just like, ew. Well,
2: I, what I couldn't get about that was was that being excreted from the fingers? I don't know. Or were they just were they like it? eating it, or, like, or it was like yeah. a sensual rubbing it on the faces Yeah mm-hmm. the equivalent yeah, of lube?
1: Try not to think about that. Yeah, I agree that. <laughs> It, maybe one or two scenes too many on that one
0: <laughs> i mean i think it's probably one of those things where it's like we're gonna like so like we're gonna keep going back to this so many times that it's gonna go from like that was funny to oh my god this is awful stop doing it's this to like again. it's funny again you know yeah. so yeah i mean and, and some of that probably is like you know if you're in a theater kind of getting the reactions and whatnot it's going to amplify it
1: It definitely was better in the theaters. second time watching it through is when I noticed, okay, this is getting a bit much.
2: Right. Well, I saw they, they apparently re-released it at some point of like eight extra minutes, which I'm curious what that would be, but I I also feel like the movie was 10 minutes too long.
0: Yeah. Well, you mentioned, um, Dr. Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That movie has like, I don't know, like maybe a two minute sequence where they go through lots of weird universes and, I think in one they might be animated or something, but it's really like there's like this one section of the movie where they like fall through a lot of universes and then they mostly just end up in one other universe that's Mm. slightly different from ours, you know? So it's like a very different vibe from this one where you're really getting more of a taste of like wildly different universes.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, it is funny because this did come out in theaters. Beforehand. Before. Mm -hmm. And you know she puts the googly eye on her forehead, as the third eye, and then like we see the the third and final mm-hmm. Doctor Strange universe with evil Strange. Yeah,
0: I only watched that movie once. Maybe I should watch it again. I don't know.
2: Do you really fine. feel like you feel the siren call to go back to Doctor Strange and the multiverse? I like the added?
0: music fight. You know, like the the music fight. I like a good inventive fight, and so that was fun. And and I don't know. I, I think the fundamental problem, if I could go off topic with that movie, is that like. I'm kind of still rooting for Wanda the whole time. Like, I think yeah. they misjudged how much people would like Wanda after WandaVision. Like, I think they thought, like, well, clearly Wanda's a villain, and then like the audience is like, no, we like her though. Sorry.
2: Well, so that's the thing too is we created an extra special, different kind of echo chamber on the internet during the pandemic, mm-hmm. post WandaVision, where that's so why I'm really curious to hear what people talk about Black Panther after the dust settles because certain characters because of their actors were I think they, they grew the ire of the audience because of their attitudes and their opinions and you know we love Wanda we don't like other characters who are going to be heroes going forward I don't know yeah. plus, plus with this, the Spider-Man thing we were so tuned in to like oh now we all think that the three Spider-Men are going to be in it I mean the everyone's theory about what cameo they were going to squeeze into Doctor Strange was better
0: than the actual cameos <laughs> we got we created our own multiverse that was better. Uh, speaking of cameos, this isn't really a cameo. Marco. you mentioned the actress in the like the movie was from Mr. Mm. Robot. Is she like the hacker? Like one of the, the hacker yeah, friends? Yeah, she's one of the, okay. yeah, the okay. show okay. hackers. Yeah. yeah. I just deleted that whole show from my iTunes because I needed to make room. I felt sad about doing it, but had would be done. You could just delete it the last season. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I don't know. Did, did you watch Mr. Robot, Allie?
1: Never seen it. Do you recommend?
0: Maybe. I mean, it's visually, it's really, like, I feel like it's better as, like, visual art maybe than, like, narrative art. Like, it's it's a cool, like, hacker story for a while and it eventually kind of feels like it goes up its own ass, but it's only four seasons, so. Uh, If you're enjoying Mr. or not Mr. Robot, if you're enjoying Breaking Bad, I think you'd probably find things to enjoy about Mr. Robot.
2: There's an interesting story there about just, existing in like a very modern society like like crushed by capitalism um i don't think you'll ever be bored with that show it's the last season they had to make some choices and <laughs> i don't know if they were all the best ones
0: so in the um in the early goings on here uh waymond is I can't tell is, is he, it seems like he's getting like, I don't know, like re or possessed or whatever by alpha yeah. Wayman. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like on the, um, on the like CCTV and whatnot. Cause he'll, yeah. he'll kind of do that weird, like head dip, you know, and like start doing stuff that you kind of see going on in the background. Yeah.
2: It was interesting that the cut to the CCTV to see like an alternate version of him to tell us that he's been taken over by his alternate self.
1: He's like jumping over
2: desks and doing. Yeah. Crazy yeah. Stuff. Well, just the, the pulling out the uh, umbrella and like opening it in front of the camera at one point was fucking smooth as hell. I mean, the move, the, the, their style, at least in the first half an hour, it reminded me a lot of like a Robert Altman movie. The way so, they're balancing so many things, there's this, this kinetic momentum. And like the dialogue is just like happening. I mean, he's doing shit with her phone and scanning her lives, like you mentioned Ali. And she's like she instantly tells you, like, oh, you're always adding dumb apps to my phone or whatever. <laughs> I just I was amazed just how they were able to fill every crevice of this movie with content
1: and like the like especially um that actor, he's essentially portraying three different roles in this movie, right? Alpha Waymond, regular Wayman, and like the Hollywood mm-hmm. version of Wayman, too. They're all, like, distinctly different, so,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I I'm mean, you very... can really see the way he transforms when he mm-hmm. becomes Alpha Wayman. He's much different, yeah. I'm very curious about the...
2: See, I keep saying Kung Fu, because she learns Kung Fu, and then she becomes a movie star, so I keep mm-hmm. saying Kung yeah. Fu Universe. But, like, she clearly left him when he was, like, trying to pursue her to leave and go to America with him.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't think he actually tells us what he's, like, done of his life up to that point, right? Just that he's cleaned up and he's obviously at her Hollywood premiere
1: yeah just assume business
0: yeah I mean I, I kind of took it as like it could be anything like he could be running a laundromat but he saw her billboard and is like I'm going to go get a nice suit and go to this premiere you know like just to show up there and say hi you know like kind of but I
2: I think we're programmed to think he's like running like a, a, a an enterprise of multiple laundromats or something Um, could be yeah
1: his alternate so more career
2: successful yeah because they were not near each other or whatever yeah
0: the scene with um with joy when she's trying like she doesn't really she can't think of the words to say girlfriend and so evelyn kind of steps in and says good friend uh and then like joy is just kind of mad so she leaves like i don't know i'm wondering on, on the one hand it's like well joy you could correct her but i guess she doesn't know the words which is so frustrating to her you know and so she kind of feels like she can't say anything now that her her mom has already, you know, kind of defined the relationship there. Just like grabs Becky and like lays a smooch
2: on her. <laughs> there you go, Gong Gong. Yeah. I don't think I would have brought the grandfather to the
4: IRS office.
2: That's too much <laughs> chaos.
0: <laughs> I think they kind of have to, like, because they're taking care of him, right? Like, I don't think there's like, Cause he, he just... it seems like they don't want to leave him by himself.
1: I think I think Joy that, right? was supposed to watch him right. but then she stormed off oh, so oh, they yeah. had to bring him.
2: Okay. And then usually Joy comes with them to help with any translation issues.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. cuz when they get to the IRS the Jamie Lee Curtis is like I thought you were going to bring your daughter to translate.
4: Yeah.
2: I've
1: done that for my parents. It's not fun. Oh,
2: well, it's and it's rough depending on your age too because there are things in life that you just, whatever your age, you don't need to know about these yet. But now you have to explain them to your parents from a stranger and vice versa. Yeah.
1: TSA agents, that was always the worst. Oof. Trying to struggle with my Chinese and, you know, TSA agent glaring at you. Ugh.
2: Classically, a very understanding profession of people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Um, so I guess the IRS awards look like butt plugs because they just look like butt plugs. Or I, She just says, because, I guess you don't yeah. get one a lot of bullshit, but like that's 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 the joke. They just they look like butt plugs.
0: I, I think so. Yeah, I think okay. that's just their humor. So set it up
2: later. Yeah,
0: it's yeah. part one. Everything we have a part two everywhere. I was really hoping for a part three all at once, but it didn't come. It did. It did. Yeah. yeah. Like Where? eight minutes before the end of the movie. Did I just yeah. miss that? Okay. Yeah.
1: It's like the yeah. very
0: end, right before like the final scene, all at once. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, it's like right at the very end. I'm just looking the,
2: now. Yeah, the movie really fucks with you because part two comes like an hour and a half into the movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get a very we get a very telling line from Wayman during the IRS appointment where he says, "My wife confuses hobbies with businesses."
0: Which well, see, I think it, it seems like she has told her. Hey, you, you have to have a reason for all these expenses. And mm-hmm. so she went and said, okay, well, here's all the, the reasons. And then she's like, no, this doesn't count. Cause like, cause Evelyn at one point says, well, you told me to do that. And she's like, no, nope, no, I didn't. You know? Yeah.
4: Yeah. What, this the- is she, what switches her
1: shoes and flies into the.
4: I was going to say,
2: which of the things was the grossest to you? The chapstick was pretty gross. Right? Yeah.
1: I don't know about grossest, but most like I can't watch this was the paper cuts between Mm. the fingers.
0: Yeah. Like I could
1: watch all the other stuff, but the paper, I just had to look away. Yeah,
0: that that one is definitely the the most look away for sure. Okay. Because he keeps doing it over and over again.
2: Four of them. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. The way
2: he played it, though, like I—I I feel like every actor they have that moment they do a thing, and you're like, "That's where you just show me you can be an action hero." Like, not—he just beat the shit out of a bunch of guys with fanny packs for sure. But like when he just like takes those cuts, I was just like, "Okay, you're an action hero." Which I guess he'll be in Loki season two, so tie it all into Marvel shit. Yeah, he's
0: getting more work now, which is pretty cool. Yeah,
1: yeah he retired after pretty soon when he was young, right? Because he couldn't find it; he didn't feel like there were a role for. Asian actors, but then realize with crazy rich Asians, he could get back into it. Was he in that? He wasn't, no. but that was the oh, movie he that saw was, that realized, okay. like, okay, wait, no, there's roles for us now.
0: Mm-hmm. Are they ever going to do a sequel to that movie? Wasn't it? Successful? I thought they were going to, but yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, later, like when in the Kung Fu Hollywood universe, when they see her on the red carpet, those are actual Michelle Yeoh. Carpet shots, right? Like, there's one where she's standing in front of a crazy rich Asian poster. <laughs> up.
0: Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny when they showed like the, all those quick shots of like all these like stuff on her on red carpets. So I was like, oh, that's just Michelle yo's career. That's pretty, funny. yeah,
1: yeah. Apparently, the original name for the character was Michelle.
3: because yeah. they
1: realized they were writing it for her, but then realized they wanted to make sure clear that it was a different character, not just an alternate universe Michelle yo
2: And she changed it. Like, she was like, yeah. I can't, I can't play a character if it's me. Which I guess initially it was meant to be like a male character and they wanted like Jackie Chan.
1: Yeah, Jack, they wrote this for Jackie Chan.
2: Oh, interesting. Which is interesting because I kind of feel like Keihui Khan's like look was a little bit Jackie Chan esque in a way. Um, to the point where I, when I first saw the trailer and I had no idea what this movie was, I was like, oh, it's Michelle Yeoh and Jackie Chan in a movie. That's interesting. And I'm so glad it's not Jackie Chan. He's an interesting guy in his personal life.
0: Yeah. At one point, um, I can't remember where it is. It's in one of the alternate realities. I think it's just like when she's fighting Jawu Tabaki. She's basically wearing her outfit from Crouching Tiger. It's like it's like the exact costume from that.
3: Mm. Mm. Even this cookie could be Kung Fu. He made cookies for their IRS auditor.
2: Apparently it works. I mean, he's he's yeah. playing his game.
0: What did you guys he think come. about the the Deidre character she just seemed pretty awful to me i mean i guess we're supposed to like humanize her later but
1: i mean she seems like the type of person who would be working (laughs) in her job as a diarious building
0: yeah for sure
3: Mm. i like the, the
0: two um what's it called uh bluetooth headsets like not not you know one isn't enough she has to have two i don't know where they come from do those come from the other universe or
2: yeah, good question, because mm-hmm. he seemingly just pulls them out of the fanny pack. Well,
0: because, I mean, like, the Jobu character will just... She'll change outfits kind of, like, in a blink of an eye. Like, I, I guess it's just like, well, that's that's her power or whatever, you know? Like, it doesn't seem like she's necessarily jumping universes in the I same way, I think she's existing
1: in all the universes, so she's able mm-hmm. to just do whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so, So are they from... Like existing joys, or is she just able to manipulate matter because she knows nothing matters in the universes? Because at one point she's she's like in the Elvis outfit, and I was just like, Is there an alternate universe of joys and Elvis impersonator? I mean,
0: <laughs> infinite timelines or infinite you know possibilities, so yeah, yeah, but yeah, you're capable of anything because you're so bad at everything. I like how she's told to think of the janitor closet and then she looks over at that another little circular mirror, a lot of circles in this movie. Mm-hmm. And the the Bluetooth thing lights up green. A good good like visual communication for like when she can do her jumping, like the little little green or red, you know. Mm-hmm. I did feel like there was like maybe too many parts where it's like, no, she can't do that. She's not ready yet or something, where it's like it just seemed like we kept cutting to those dudes in the truck a lot. Mm-hmm like that could kill her oh it didn't why because she's special like it it's like we only need one or two of those and it's like all right you can get rid of those guys now that's
1: (laughs) how we end up with hot dog
2: universe (laughs) when she wasn't ready which again i i don't love the hot dog universe but the more we talk about it i'm like coming to love it because i was just remembering that they did the 2001 (laughs) apes and hot dogs thing
0: (laughs) to explain like how humanity came from
2: yeah all right, so and everything
1: is, else still evolved exactly the same.
2: Yeah, so in the IRS office, there's a sex club.
0: Is there a sex club?
1: Oh yeah, is, the manager's office. He has a secret oh, room right. back, and that's where they run into. Yeah. I
0: wasn't expecting so much of the movie to take place in an IRS building. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're just never leaving here, are we? I mean, obviously, they're we're jumping around other universes and whatnot, but
3: that's the truth about life. <laughs>
2: I mean, I don't know. And then, like, the, it'll just develop jokes, not even from the beginning. Like halfway through, Rack-a-cuni. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, okay, and that this, we're just still doing raccoonie to the oh, point where, like, we've seen
0: the the like chef universe at that point, yeah. but we don't know that there's a raccoon in his hat, right.
2: yet. Yeah. But I mean, like, to the point where she's like manipulating the guy, and like he's like getting his wish, which is to be controlled or whatever. I was like, actually, like, good for you, man, <laughs> like or whatever. This this joke apparently worked on me eventually. Um, also, I chuckled because, I don't know, I, I love old one-hit wonders. Coming out of the sex club, you can briefly hear absolutely story of a girl by nine days. Yeah, yeah. Which is... <laughs>
1: Well, oh, no, they, the couple of Wayman's quotes are directly from that song, right? Are they really?
4: Yeah, you know, yeah. Saying,
1: like, have you ever felt like your clothes never fall quite the same way? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, okay. Or, yeah, yeah, he actually like says those. And I was <laughs> in the theaters. I was like, wait, is that the, those are song lyrics, right?
0: Okay. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. I was just like, he's quoting the whole song here. <laughs> so this
2: song is about Joe Budzinski. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. <laughs>
0: But I mean, it's I don't know. It's kind of like a reminds me a little bit of the Matrix, the way they can like skip to another version of themselves and kind of like download their skill like real quick. It's like, oh, I need to know how to do Kung Fu or, you know, like, like awesome pinky Kung Fu or whatever.
2: But like almost with like stakes, like you have to you have to sacrifice something to earn it, which you you, obviously you don't have that in the Matrix. You just push a button and then like Mm -hmm. Kiana's like, I know Kung Fu. Um also, I did get I did get some humor out of Jenny Slate doing a go-go Yubari with, with a tiny dog. Yes.
0: Especially when she, like, kicks it to get it swinging. <laughs>
1: the dog just goes flying over all the cubicles. <laughs> uh, I do like the... I feel like all of Alpha Wayman's exposition works, right? He is, like, expositing a lot to right. her. And, like, even though she's supposed to be, like, the worst Evelyn she is, pretty smart to be able to keep up with all the craziness and just understanding okay this is what i need to do now this is what i can do now
4: Mm
0: -hmm. i think there's always the moment in these kinds of stories when the fantastical begins to you know intrude on reality it's like how long is your main character going to like push back against it before like embracing it you know and i feel like this movie hits the right balance where at first she's like this is crazy this is insane what's happening but like I don't know, sometimes in some stories it like it just goes on so long with the person like not being willing to like acknowledge what's what's happening in front of their eyes, you know, that it just gets frustrating. But I didn't have that with this for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: And I do like, you know, there's so much going on in this movie. It's not your typical sci-fi movie that you can sit there and like poke a bunch of holes in. Like there's just so much going on. And you're just like, OK, first jumping. Cool. Yep. I buy it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of it looks really cheap. And that's the point.
0: Well yeah. they think they get a lot of mileage out of just like these kind of close up shots where they must have some crazy lighting rig on the person flashing all mm-hmm. these different different lights from different angles yeah. it, it it gives the impression of them being in a lot of different spaces even though they're actually not yeah
4: Yeah
2: it's a very like a lot of it's very practical stuff like the thing where she is suddenly flung into the janitor's closet from from Jamie Lee Curtis's like cubicle is like a practical shot
0: you know they just sped it up and slowed it down and did what you need to do um, and so then at some point after the uh, fanny pack fight uh, Becky and Joy are at a bar and Becky says like hey is that your parents and then Joy is like I guess possessed by Jobu and Tepaki at that point and just leaves
1: I kind of like the transition of seeing like Jobu kind of like flick through the different universes like channels
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. find that one Cool shot. I mean, it's kind of played as a mystery at first who Jobu Tapaki is. Like, were either of you surprised that it was Joy? To me, it seemed like kind of obvious that it was Joy. It seemed kind of obvious. Yeah.
2: yeah. Well, because the only other person it could have been would have been like the grandfather,
0: you know, who does become like second villain. I guess you know, like it was if it was Evelyn. Yeah.
2: But I mean, then you have the better metaphor that she created Jobu (laughs) Tapaki
0: because, of course, your parent would help create your trauma trauma
1: trauma occurs in all universes it's
0: like she created her by like pushing her too hard like it's kind of insane when you think about they're like oh like doing this like just kills most people you know but like every so often it doesn't and like that's what evelyn and in the alpha universe was doing to her daughter it's like going to push you so hard it it kills most people
2: but because she's special Mm mm-hmm because you're special, I'm going to do this too. I The word trauma, though, it hits me because I just watched not long ago like a super cut of Jamie Lee Curtis using the word trauma in her press junkets for one of those <laughs> Halloween movies. And like the word has just lost all
3: meaning. Um, Did you watch any of those movies? I watched the first one. I have not seen any of them.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, Oh Yeah, we get lots, lots of exposition downloads as they start creeping around uh, the IRS building, hiding from people. Um, I like the part where he's like, all right, hold on. We have to go in like just a second, like pretend, pretend you're like scared or whatever. And he runs out just as like a bunch of people run by all scared and they kind of blend in with them. I thought that was pretty clever.
2: I always love that in a movie. Mm -hmm. Even like the... uh, what is the The Dark Knight Rises has a great moment with Anne Hathaway. Yeah, yeah. she suddenly starts like squealing
3: like she's a like <laughs> a victim. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, that reminded me of that.
4: And then lots of kung fu.
0: Yeah, I mean all the the fight stuff. I mean it's Michelle Yeoh, so obviously she's like that's one of her talents is being able to do this kind of choreography, and I think they they take full advantage. It's. I don't think any of it really measures up to her Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon fight, but I mean, what would?
2: Did, did either of you ever see the second one? Uh,
0: the one that was like 20 years later, or, or maybe not that yeah. much, but it was it's like, like a
2: 20 year later prequel or whatever?
0: I did not, know. Yeah. Isn't Song Yi in that too? Uh,
2: I'm not sure who's... No, I don't think she is. I don't think.
1: Should I admit that I haven't even seen the first one? <gasps> I know I know my parent like when it came out, like it was definitely not something I was interested in seeing, but yeah, I should probably put that up on my list
2: i I think when I first saw it, I was like, oh cool it's a it's a cool martial arts movie, and like the martial arts is like almost it's prevalent, but like it's almost
0: the least of the it's emotional like, content of that story. It's like in my top ten all time movies I love that movie,
1: mm. okay, probably put it on my list,
0: yeah. I mean, I think the kind of the criticism of it at the time is like, hey, like they make these movies all the time in China. Like, I don't know why you Americans are so like impressed by this, like the whole wire thing. It's like China's been doing this forever. But I do feel like Ang Lee, like not that the fight scenes aren't really good, but like the way he's telling kind of like this, it's really it's like this really smoldering, like repressed love story that's going on. Like I, that's the kind of stuff I think that really shines through. That Even though uh, apparently the um the dialects are like like Chinese audiences hated it because it's like it's clear that some of these people don't speak mm-hmm. uh Mandarin or, or they're like speaking or it phonetically or, yeah. or they're obviously from somewhere that they, they wouldn't be, you know.
4: Yeah.
2: But like there's also with that an almost Anakin Skywalker esque story happening.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a villain origin story too.
2: Yeah, like like what if your thing is just that you're so talented that nobody around you is on your level.
4: Um, yeah, I don't
1: know. I have enjoyed all the like Chinese Kung Fu drama
3: like TV shows I've seen. So probably enjoy the movie as well. Yeah, it's, it's definitely worth a watch. All right. So where
0: are we at here? Um, so
3: there's I'm a lot,
0: in. a lot of stuff with just like, they've got like the little smartphone that's just like showing these various connected universes. And it's just like, it's like oh, it's spreading red. That's bad. Or like later on, it's green. That's good. You know, we don't really need to know exactly what's going on there. We can kind of sense, you know, like whether or not this is better or worse for the character.
2: Oh, and like, and like the green, you've made the the correct connection to the mm-hmm. skill you're trying to get. Yellow, you've been flung to a different connection. Um, uh, the one, the one where she like stabs her eyes out with the pencils Ooh. and then like learns. It becomes like the blind. Singer. Yeah, or does she become a
0: singer?
1: Yeah, that's the one thing where she becomes like a famous singer.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Like a famous
1: Chinese opera singer. Okay. The,
0: there's like, like a couple in quick succession. There's like, there's the, she learns how to be blind, basically. Um, But then she also learns like, there's also the Kung Fu one where she like, learns how to like fight with her pinky. And so she like combines those two together. Yeah, that's right.
2: Because like, she was doing like a fight thing with her eyes mm-hmm. closed at one point. And
0: yeah.
1: the yeah. singer one also, she has increased lung capacity. So mm-hmm. she's able to hold her breath when the gas was oh. going into the sex room.
0: Yeah. Nice. Nice. A real the,
1: sentence that I just said.
0: The part where Jamie Lee Curtis like staples the like bagel symbols from yeah. her head, God. Later when she's back in her own body. Did you like,
4: staple something in my head?
0: The the part where she punches her a little bit earlier, because she's like, Oh, I have to fight her. And then everyone's just like, Oh my god, like call security or whatever. And they're just kind of standing around, like talking. It's like, Are You were gonna divorce me? What? And like in the background, everyone's just, like, staring at them. Like, I don't know. I, I really appreciate that.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah. The I don't know. There's something brutal about the image, though. Of when she gets possessed, Jamie Lee, like, sucks in her gut.
0: <laughs> yeah, she kind of, like, physically transforms herself in a way. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: There's one where she's a, uh what, like, a bodybuilder wrestler? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. yeah, she actually, like, physically transforms
0: for yeah. that one. She, uh when... Jojo, jo, jo I cannot say that name. I don't know why. When she jo shows Boo up Shibati. in the hall and like, like she basically like explodes this guy's head into glitter. That's how yeah. it happens. To her Yep. That is, that is my nightmare. crazy
1: costume changes. There's the ketchup blood. That's organic.
0: Yeah. The thing where it's like she's facing one way and the guy has a gun to the back of her head, and then she like pulls her hair apart and she has a face on that side too. That's all. It's like super creepy to me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminded me of uh, the grudge a lot. Like there's a lot of that mm-hmm. in that movie, those movies. Um hmm.
1: and Evelyn's saying stuff like, Oh, you're the reason why she dropped out of college and like <laughs> became a lesbian. <laughs> and like even Jobu can't believe that Evelyn's homophobic, even has to stop and be like, Wait, that's what you're hung up on?
0: Yeah. I kind of wish they'd explored that a little bit more. Like it's her thinking, oh well. My daughter, you're you're like that just because of this fantastical reason, and not just like no, that that doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, they they mention it in that scene, but I, I kind of wanted them to come back to that later.
2: Well, and later she's just kind of like, oh, I don't actually care that you're gay, and that we see that she has a whole relationship with Jamie Lee Curtis in the Hot Dog Finger universe. Um, I don't know. It it kind of reminds me a lot of Pam Fields, and just when can you? Forgive your homophobic older character and now they're an ally.
1: It's a very thing like to blame it on the grandfather, too, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not the one who's homophobic, but he is. So, therefore, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like, like a way for her to not really accept responsibility or really even like think about it, kind of, you well, know. Because in the
1: beginning, she says, like, most mothers wouldn't be okay with mm-hmm. this, but I'm very okay for it. I like Becky, but it's your grandfather that, yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm going to give you some preemptive homophobia.
4: Yeah. <sighs>
1: I think the hallway Jobu fight is where Alpha Gong Gong zooms into action for the first time.
2: It's like barrels into her with his little wheelchair.
0: Right. Yeah. It's like a like turbo her, wheelchair.
2: When he's got the weird machinery, like built like a mech suit. The,
0: the transformer.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: I, I love it when he pulls the gun out in the office and freaks
0: everyone
4: out. Why do you get so good at English?
0: <laughs> it's it's always funny when the um like the I don't know what timeline we're calling this, but like the main timeline when when those personalities of like Wayman and Joy come back all of a sudden, you know, and they're like, Oh my god, what's going on?
2: Yeah. Well, it's it's kind of the thing from uh Orphan Black. It's always fun to see actors can com- convincingly play two different things um mm-hmm. and also it's like okay you've got james Hong though like let's let's use james Hong.
0: yeah i was like are they just gonna have him like kind of being old and out of it And like no he definitely comes on later
2: yeah because the the whole whatever their organization is the quote-unquote good guys like they become the bad guys at one point just to
0: come after evelyn and stop her from He's got like like the mega Bluetooth headset, too. That thing's gigantic.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's just kind of going back to it. It's like very interesting. because Evelyn is still trying to talk to Joy, trying to connect to her, but she's still not getting it, right? She keeps blaming Jobu, not, you know, herself for all this trauma, all this kind of sadness in Joy's life.
0: Yeah. And you think at one point she might actually kill her daughter there with the box cutter. Yeah. That's, that's I think that's when Jane Song pulls out the gun.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Then he sends all the, um,
1: local, I guess, all the nearby agents into the building. And you see what, just like the panning shot of all the different verse jump paths that they're all doing all the crazy things.
2: Much more matrixy, where they're all just like, yeah, like yeah. becoming agents or what have you. Definitely,
1: the second time that I've heard Ave Maria, son, in recent times, in the (laughs) after the Batman.
4: No, yeah, the
1: movie, yeah,
0: it's it's making a comeback.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the agents is just sitting on a photocopier, photocopying his butt.
0: That was like the way he like does the random thing or whatever, right? Like that. Yeah, you just see like all the the random
1: things, like one person singing, one person's just like licking a wall.
0: Mm-hmm. You,
2: you know what photocopying your ass is
0: like the easiest you can get off. <laughs> yeah the chewing chapstick i mean nothing is as worse as bad as the paper cuts well i mean maybe the that the dude who like does the cannonball onto the butt plug like i don't think you could walk after that i don't know like Let alone even if there kicks. was no butt plug i plug i think just landing not like you'd break your tailbone but yeah maybe, yeah
1: <laughs> Ow. I like how like, the first thing she has to do, right, is profess her love to Deirdre, or right? I say, yeah. I love you, and actually mean it. And she's like, is there any other verse jump path? And they're like, well, you're the other one is like, break your arm or take a nap.
0: Yeah, <laughs> take a nap. Are you feeling very tired right now? <laughs> <laughs> i
2: try to remember, what is her name? It's like Deirdre Barbeardra.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one um, of the... Uh, one of the other Evelyn's is like a a sign twirler for like a pizza place.
1: Oh, so she like twirls the, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Grabs like the riot shield and does her thing. I think like gets hit by a car
4: later. I think so. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely on first watch, I was just focused on all these crazy verse jump paths and fighting. I thought it was super creative and unique, but yeah, on rewatch, each iterate it was like diminishing returns. Like each crazy fight, I was like, okay, okay, let's let's kind of get back to the you know, yeah, family drama, family mm-hmm. personal things.
0: It, it's definitely a movie like the sum of its parts. You probably could have movie. cut one fight, maybe you know, like mm-hmm. the one where I, I don't know who this guy is. It's like he's just another random like you know evil agent, um, and I think this is where she has to go into like the chef universe to know all her like nice skills or whatever as she's like fighting this guy in the cubicles. It's it's a fine fight, but it's just kind of like, yeah, okay, it's another fight, you know. Is uh, he the actual Rakakuni guy? Is it the same guy? I'm not sure no, if it's I, the same guy or not. I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, okay. I thought the Rakakuni so. guy
1: only showed up in that universe, but
2: Yeah. I, he, I, no, I don't he's think... there at the end in the in the the big fight to the bagel. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: She's like piloting him again because remember that's like his fantasy is like just to be controlled.
0: Yeah, this is the guy who keeps trying to sit on the butt plug before the other guy okay. comes okay. in and does the cannonball onto it. it was, okay, I have to ask, like, the version I'm watching, it's like blurred out. Is it that way for you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. I, I wasn't sure if that was just like the copy <laughs> I got or something. It's it's better that it's blurred out, at least, more yeah. than the imagination. Yeah. So you just fully see it. hmm.
2: Oh yeah, and then it's like the the joke is like here's the guy he's finally got the butt plug, and then like here's another guy he's got a bigger butt plug.
0: I mean, this guy must be like a, I'll bet he's been a lot of movies as a stuntman. It's clear that like he knows, you know, like all the the martial arts. It's yeah. probably the weirdest uh, gig he's ever had doing a fight scene.
4: Yeah.
2: But yeah, yeah that I say at that point the movie's not even asking, can you do this? <laughs>
4: like,
2: can you move like this? that's it's we're past that point what are you gonna say
1: yeah i think like uh, around this end, this is like kind of the end with the fake out credits right where it says like the end like evelyn's kind of like
2: because she dies
1: yeah we've seen that this is the
0: movie that they're watching
1: Mm -hmm. and then it's her in the hollywood version and then think then it's all the universes kind of start falling apart right like the raccoons revealed she like leaves her hot dog girlfriend Mm -hmm. and then we go into part two Everywhere, right? Everywhere. Everywhere.
0: Everywhere. I, I like that the raccoon was an obvious like puppet. You know, like yeah, it's obvious it's not CG at all. You know, it's yeah. like it's kind of like a janky looking puppet. Yeah, um, and
1: if the raccoon starts piling him to try to kill her because she's seen them. <laughs>
2: I've I've never actually seen Ratatouille, but this, this 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 looks great. This is this is better. I don't need to see it now.
4: <laughs> I'm I, assuming this is
1: exactly what happened in that movie, anyways.
2: More or less, yeah. and like I mean like I'm looking at because I was like I just had to look up like what is the budget of this movie I mean for what they do for 25 million dollars that's pretty fucking impressive like I said a lot of the special effects look cheap they look like laptop stuff but I think it works for the aesthetic of the movie it never feels like oh you just couldn't do this effect it's like it's all level Mm -hmm. of itself
0: oh I I forgot to mention too not only is Michelle Yeoh wearing what appears to be like a copy of her uh, Crouching Tiger outfit but when uh, Jobu Topaki's like she's got like all these different things slashing her hand what could be her weapon mm-hmm. you know and like the thing she settles on I'm pretty sure that's the Sword of Green Destiny from Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon or like a very close uh, nice. facsimile of it yeah it really looks like it and then well, yeah, there's so like then- there's animated stuff and there's like pinatas at this point
1: I think there's a. I think when we see the universes flash red, there's one where she's like a nun. There's one where she's a guy. I think there's one where she's a cat.
0: Oh, like there, yeah. There's like when it's like one, like when she's one, screaming one, and
1: you kind of see one frame
0: her. at a time, like these massive. Right. Yeah. One of
1: them's just like a urn because she's dead.
0: Mm-hmm. I think it's when she's like maybe singing later. There's a quickly cut to the urn like opening up like it's singing like or screaming or something like that. It's pretty funny.
2: But yeah, the movies, because like you have a lot of the uh, certain storylines have their not resolution, but their big moments happening in other storylines. So like you have the party verse where she finally loses it, smashes the window and then has it out with joy. Like they finally have like the screaming match conversation they need to have while the main universe is like the, you know. Well, there's like a tipping
1: point where where Evelyn just decides, okay, nothing matters anymore. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever. So that's when she like signs the divorce papers. She yeah. like reveals the raccoon. She stabs Waymond in the IRS universe. It's yeah, like yelling at shiz- hot dog <laughs> Edra. She's like really mean to ho- Kung Fu Hollywood Waymond. Yeah. It's just like all the universes are really like falling apart now.
0: Yeah. yeah. And the, there's a part a little bit after that where it seems as though she's like had some sort of, um, I don't know epiphany, and then like she goes over to Joy. I think it's in like the side universe, like outside the laundromat, and it's just like, yeah, you are fat, and like let me list like ten other things I don't like about you. And it's like this that doesn't seem like this is uh, the epiphany (laughs) that you needed here, right?
1: Also, that is super common in Chinese immigrant families. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. it might seem like terrible when I heard that stuff, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that.
2: Well, I, I yeah, I feel like she was trying to say like, there are things that I need that I feel like I need to say to you, you know, regardless of your feelings or whatever. I don't know. It just, it felt like an honesty that needed to happen, um, though, even though it's harsh. Um, yeah. And then it's just a question of like, will joy ascend to the bagel or what have you? That bagel looks right, so like it's like a
0: black her, hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: What did you guys interpret as the reason why she wanted to find this Evelyn before going into the bagel? Was it to see, was it to just basically have her mom with her and understanding with her at the end? Or was it just seeing if like her mom could save her from that?
0: I mean, I think maybe, maybe, maybe both. subconsciously both. Yeah, but I mean the main thing is like she knows that her mom would be capable of you know transcending all space and time the way she has, kind of.
2: Well, I, I just, I appreciate this wasn't like uh a, a unstoppable force, immovable object kind of hero versus villain relationship. It was very much the, like, I want you to understand me. Like, you know, it's not just that I want to go do this thing. It's that I specifically want you to see the world the way I do. So I won't be alone. I, I found it, like, just a very unique, interesting way to get around your typical villain Um, And and I guess to bring it back to Marvel, it's not just because Marvel does multiverses, but like Marvel has kind of become our standard for hero and villain stories. And they're not always great at their villains. Um, You know, like speaking of Black Panther, like Killmonger was like a villain where it's like, oh, yeah, I totally get this guy's perspective. You know, maybe he's going about the wrong way, but I I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. so I just I felt her just trying to bring her mom to see the world her way. You know, that's that's a mother daughter. I quabbled I understand. Um Leonard, what
0: about you? Yeah, there's definitely I'm looking through like all these like quick flash cuts of all the different uh Evelyns. And one she's like a like a I don't know, like a goblin or something. And one she's she's a nun. It's um it's a skull with a nun habit on it. So <laughs> I mean, know what's going on there. Uh <laughs> but yeah, then one she's a man. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff here. I wonder, I mean they must've just had like so many different costumes for her to go put on to be like, all right, just go sit in front of a green screen. We're going to like take your picture. Like, uh, all right, now go change, you know, change outfits. All right. We'll take your picture again. Just like over and over again, with all these yeah. different wigs and stuff.
1: And this is where the rock universe comes in. Right.
0: I think at the end of this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, there's a book called all my friends are dead. uh, the is that humor the of the dinosaur one, yeah, it's part of it. The humor of this sequence is almost like tonally exactly that book and its sequel, just down to like almost the font that they use.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, she's like embracing like pure nihilism here.
2: It's it's a great breather, though. And and you know, again, tying back to IR Huckabees, there's the whole you rock rock
0: mm-hmm. thing there, yeah, so. Was it, were people laughing in theater? I'm just kind of curious, like, because it's so quiet. Like, were people, like, silent as well? Or were they kind of laughing and all this stuff?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was quiet. And then I think people would laugh when, and when, when they were, when the rocks were like, ha, 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 Mm -hmm. ha, ha, that's when people were laughing. When the rocks were like, fuck, that's when (laughs) people were laughing. But yeah, it was, it was very interesting because it was just like absolute silence and then kind of like scattered laughing, silence, scattered laughing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this is where Joy says, "I've been trapped like this for so long, experiencing everything. I was hoping you would see something I didn't. You'd convince me there's another way." Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it sounds like subconsciously she
0: does mm-hmm. want her mom to save her. Well, that her mom would be capable of seeing what she's seen and somehow be of, you know, be able to help her once mm-hmm. she has. Yeah.
2: Well, and and some of the jokes are just jokes, and some of them tie into the core philosophy. So when. Evelyn starts to slowly spin as the rock and we see the googly eyes. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so this is the, you know, the, the antithesis to the, the everything bagel as it is. it's a two, we have this high speed two rock, like a uh, pursuit to the cliff, which <laughs> again, which again, I'm just acting out with my hands here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People only on this zoom call. Yeah. And
1: I think around here, this is where like Wayman's like revealed as the heart, right? Like, the heart of the movie. Like, he's the one who convinces Deirdre to give them another chance by just mm. talking to her. Like, he's encouraging Evelyn to remember, love, be kind. And I know it's a little cheesy, um, but I feel like, you know, the ending kind of hinges on that speech a little bit, which, again, can be really cheesy, but I felt like the actor did a good job of making it work, so it wasn't just entirely a flop.
0: Well, I think I, I kind of got lost in like the philosophical question of are you being kind if it's in service of like uh, a selfish goal you know it's kind of like that that episode of friends where phoebe's trying to do something that's truly altruistic altruistic. yeah yeah i i I appreciate though (laughs) excuse me the
2: especially if you don't understand what's going on be kind i don't know i i i appreciate any movie that can like Pull me out of my cynical shell for five minutes. I don't know. I guess this is why I'm not a Ted Lasso fan.
1: And some of the things (sighs) that she was doing to like be kind were kind of out there. Like one of the guys' fantasy was just to be like dominated by Michelle Yeoh, apparently. So, hey,
2: hey, that's a perfectly reasonable (laughs) fantasy.
1: (laughs) Isn't isn't that one of the directors? Isn't that one of the Daniels? I think. Oh, is it? I oh, think maybe.
2: so. That's his cameo. But even even the Rakakuni guy, like at one point it's like, does he actually want Rakakuni back, or does he want to be just like driven by another person? Because she's like riding him at one point and guiding him on, and he's like in heaven. But then yeah. he
0: rides her. Yeah. It's a two way street.
2: Mm-hmm. I it's just it was nice just to see Michelle Yo like get to be Michelle Yo, because she is almost this Uber genre of her own. But like I've watched her on the Star Trek show and she's playing like a trope, which is fine. You, you, she's allowed to be bigger in life, but like... So they like brought her back a human... on
0: that show? Uh, Yes like and no. The evil version of herself or something?
2: The evil version of herself became like the main character and then she became like this like, I don't know, like dominatrix supervillain but like allied to the heroes thing that's like in service of a future spinoff that other than the fact that it has Michelle in it doesn't sound good at all. It certainly doesn't sound like a Star Trek show. Didn't they announce that
0: like two years ago or something? More than that. Wow. Yeah. Um, have,
1: you guys, um, have you guys seen The School of Good and Evil on Netflix?
0: No. no. She's
1: in that in like a throat. Because I remember watching that, I think, like, last week and just thinking, Michelle, yo, what are you doing <laughs> in this movie? She it's, does a, have the best it's, line it's a, a movie, life. not a TV show. It's a movie. Um, she does have the best line in the entire movie. They gave her the one swear word of the movie.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah. Well, that was me watching Star Trek Discovery, like the initial like two-part pilot. I was like, Oh, Michelle Yo, like like Starship Captain, like I'm totally Killed like it. I was Killed like it. totally into it. And then like they kill her off at the end of the the two-part pilot, and I was like, never mind, like I'm not into it anymore. <laughs> well, like, like, that, that was the show I wanted to watch, not this other show you're making. Well, you're like,
2: what the fuck
0: is
4: this show? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: yeah
0: i I like the the couple different times when um jobu or joy does like the weird like like finger thing where it's like look through her fingers and she sees like the the donut like the way it pans up there like she like kind of holds her fingers above her head and then like she takes away like the donuts there that was all pretty cool
4: yeah
2: I I I was watching something with the directors where they were talking about like the Bjork verse with like the 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 religious sect that worships the bagel, and it's like they had to figure out a whole religion for them that's obviously not going to be actually explained in the movie, but it's like why else are these people here just worshiping this thing? I found that fascinating. They have to put on their special glasses because they can't quite look at it like like
0: these two can. So, Marco, you weren't into watching uh, somebody play a piano with her toes here,
1: <laughs> with the carpal tunnel t- cast on her.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh. Guessing oh. these are probably not Jamie Lee Curtis's feet, but who knows? Yeah,
2: a brave choice for me. I'm sure. If that's your feet to put them on screen, unfiltered. Yeah, I, I, uh, you know. On one hand, would I like to be dominated by Michelle? Yeah, sure. On the other hand, do I have the exact opposite as far as opposite you can from a foot fetish? Yes. <laughs> I, I no men should ever wear flip flops in public. That's that's a hard stance I take.
4: Oh wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we keep mentioning the Matrix, but when all the dudes like fire at her and like she stops the bullets, you know, into like, googly eyes, out. right? Well, she, she she takes the bullet and turns it into a googly eye, yeah, and then puts it back on. Because her third eye is now open. Yeah. yeah and and I guess
1: they reconcile in all the universes. She has that talk and vapes with Jamie Lee Curtis.
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> has to be taught how to vape. This is when the the googly eyes appear on the rock and she like, starts chasing her yeah. daughter's rock.
1: I think this is where she introduces Becky to Gongon as Joy's girlfriend.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it, I, I kept the, like... I was curious to see whether or not maybe it's just thinking like very old man. Like, would he get it or would he not really like, you know, like would, would the possibility of the, the granddaughter being a lesbian occur to him or to just like not understand what she was saying or something, you know? Yeah.
1: He's just so old. He doesn't care anymore. Yeah.
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. That's your friend. He's a girl. Yeah. yeah Well,
2: I'd like that. She actually got to say, like, why didn't you try to stop me? Like. You were so happy to just, like, let me go off to America with this guy, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whether or not it it meant that she was actually going to, you know, it was the right thing for her to to go with Waymond, but I don't know.
1: Well, to your point about, like, not him, the not understanding, like, the term for girlfriend in Mandarin is, like, definitively girlfriend. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it it, it, is. I was wondering
0: about that. Yeah, I was, like, I was wondering if there is a specific word that would... Translate yeah. correctly.
1: That's why when he re- he was kind of repeating it, like, huh? But okay.
4: Mm.
1: And she's she's like, I found Becky adorable. She was just like, what do you say?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: But I think yeah. that was kind of the point, right? Like Waymond is to Evelyn as Becky is to Joy, because Joy and Evelyn are similar,
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and they both have found someone who is just very light hearted and yeah. brings light into their lives. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one guy is like the beard guy or she has to like give him a hit of like her perfume or something to like chill him out. Is he the
2: guy? He's the guy from the laundromat. From the
0: laundromat. Yeah. Yeah. He's like oh I love your perfume. My wife used to wear that or whatever. He's a little bit into Evelyn though right? Yeah
2: he was definitely hitting on her.
3: Yeah. And then dancing with Waymond later. Or earlier. And think this is I think this is when
1: Hollywood Wayman's like laundry and taxes line. And I will say this is the point where I really noticed that the Mandarin translations are way better than what like he gets super poetic. Mm,
0: interesting. Like
1: super romantic, super poetic.
0: I was looking for some sort of meaning with like obviously the third eye. We know what that means. But like the Jobu character has like kind of a weird like makeup. Eye like a big eyebrow and like a big eyelash, like I don't know if there's anything to read into there or if it's just like weird makeup, but I don't know it's, it's it's like it's like she looks like um like a cartoon character almost on like one side of her face
4: hmm.
2: yeah, I just interpret
3: it as hmm. another weird outfit
0: <laughs> i surreal.
2: mean i I guess like if you're you're that character, they're that age. And you were suddenly uh, uh, omniscient in all the multiverse. Like, I don't know what, what kind of supervillain would you create? Like, mm-hmm. like, what would your look be? Would, would you have a pink hair and wear an Elvis outfit, or would you have this outfit?
0: Would Animal Control really just take a raccoon away if, like, it talked? <laughs> it's like, question. well, whatever, we're putting you in a cage and we're driving you away.
2: Well, infinite universes. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: It's pretty funny, like, all the drama of them going after. And then you see that the, the Animal Control car has only
3: gotten, like, a block away Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh,
2: yeah so there's a lot of them like drama about whether or not to let joy go into the bagel to not go into the bagel and they they agree to let her go in then they all like want to pull her back
0: out it felt like i don't know like it, it kept seeming like okay she's had her epiphany no, no, she hasn't yet. We're going to, like, build up to another thing. Like, it felt like there was, like, some false starts here and, like, like arriving at, like, the true kind of enlightenment, you know, like, true breakthrough with her daughter. It's, like, yeah. I'm going to let you go. No, wait, I'm not going to let you go.
1: Yeah, and it's not just her, right? Yeah. Like, Alpha Gong Gong comes around and also helps. Yeah. Necco Tank pulled them out.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess because it, it can't, it can't just be Evelyn who like rescues her, right? Like,
1: right. Like she has to, cause she does like confront her father, yeah. right. And kind of like talk about like all this, like pressure and whatever you put on me, I ended up doing to joy yeah as and well.
0: There's more, there's more issues in this family than just her daughter, you know, yeah. even though the daughter is like the villain kind of like, there's more going on there.
4: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Like now they have to take care of the grandpa because he's older and sick.
2: So he's there permanently because he he just got there, right? Like he just flew in.
0: I think they say at one point that like it sounds like maybe there is some sort of like health incident or they're like, oh, we we need to take care of you. So like Mm -hmm. I think they mentioned getting a call at one point about it or something. And so it's like, oh, we're going to fly you out. And like now we'll take care of you. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked all the, um, anytime they like go into like the life path stuff where it'd show like leaving home, not leaving home or like, you know, like, um, you know, becoming a singer, like all with the quick cuts of various, like they did a really good job. Um, I, I can't tell if those are young, if, if that's just Michelle Yeoh, like when they've like made her up to look young or if that's a different actor, but I think they did a really good job of like showing that progression over time and like these very quick cuts.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, like getting the laundromat and everything. Mm -hmm. What's this like? It's like everyone's always got to do laundry, right?
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah.
1: Like when she sees the Hollywood Universe for the first time, she's like, "I saw my life." Where like (laughs) without you, was so good. I should never.
4: That was
2: brutal. Like ouch. Yeah. 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 Well, and I, I was really like, where is this movie ultimately going? Is this like a movie that's very pro divorce? Because I mean, that's that's a stark difference. The most. Most movie narratives, right? I
0: don't, I don't think they're getting a divorce at the end, right? It no, seems no, like no, no, all no. Reconciled. But like, but, but yeah, no, I know. Though, it's, yeah, I, I, was I like, I, I could imagine a movie where it's like, this is, this is the correct resolution for these characters is to break up. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, because at the beginning of the movie, when they first go into the IRS IRS building, like Wayman sees that like super old couple like
3: mm-hmm.
1: kissing, right? Yeah. And he just is very wistful. And the end of this movie, when they go back to the IRS building, like she kisses him before running off to the bathroom. And so like.
0: Yeah. Kind of how, how long do you think it's been since they slept together? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> like years? Decades? Seems like it's been a while. At least five years. Yeah.
2: Well, and but Wayman's an interesting character because he has no real story arc. You know, everyone else grows and changes and learns things. He's kind of just like maintaining.
0: Well, I mean, which version? Because this is like August, a side version, ma- I guess, you know?
2: But main Waymond.
0: Yeah. Well, main uh, Waymond, um, he, I mean, we don't really know what the resolution to that one is because that, that ends at the IRS building when they've like blown up a bunch of shit and like killed people. So I don't uh, think we, like the the quote unquote resolution, it's like we sort of like slip into this like side universe to that where none of that stuff happened. And like, that's the resolution that we're getting.
4: Yeah.
2: I mean, Alpha it, Wayman's it, is basically like I believe in you. Then I I don't believe in you. But guess
3: what? I'm right back and I'm believing on you. And then he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> then he's dead.
0: And I guess at the end, it's kind of implied that Evelyn can still dip between all these universes, but like she's no longer um, I don't know nihilistic about it. You know, she's she's kind of she's happy choosing. to enjoy. Yeah, she's yeah.
1: choosing to be with. Her family
2: and who matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Becky's more integrated into the family
0: unit. Yeah, she drives them to the IRS building.
1: Yeah, and sh- now she's insulting her hair, which means you're accepted in the family now.
0: <laughs> i kind of wondering, like, if um, if the is like, is the IRS like auditing them because they're like a, an all cash business or something like that? Like, I kept thinking about that the whole movie. Like, why are they getting audited?
2: Hmm. There's a, a front. Yeah for money laundering
0: yeah it's like it's a, does the irs think they're a front or something and that's why they're turning the screws on him well, seemingly jamie Lee's their
2: top auditor
0: <laughs> it's like re- really got to go after these uh these laundromat proprietors you know like that's where the money is for the irs
2: look the lady appears to be dissociating mm-hmm. every time we bring her in the office but don't don't buy these lies mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
4: uh.
0: all right well that is everything everywhere all at once. Um, I can't remember what we do next. Do we do make one change? Uh, oh
3: complaints yeah. Complaints and make one oh, change.
0: Complaints, and/or. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I feel like we've touched on most of the complaints. I think I've mentioned everything, um, if we're all at once. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm like anti-schmaltz. I, I have a Grinch heart, so I was just like, yeah. At For the now, mm-hmm. we're going to crack
3: it open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very
1: uh, I mean, I mentioned. I, I think we both meant, All of us have mentioned it before. Just that this movie might be too much for some people because there's so much craziness, just so much sensory overload that it might just detract from the overall message at the end. You know, you might come away from this movie just from remembering like a guy got beat to death by a dildo instead yeah. of yeah, kind
2: of butt
0: plugs. Yeah, some yeah. of the humor is a little sophomore like that. Like I don't know if you really lose anything by taking that out. Like someone to tell him like, yeah, it's kind of funny to you, but like, you know, maybe, maybe this movie would be more accessible if you took that out. I don't know. I don't I, really feel like it's adding that much. It's like, Oh, we got to fight for that scene. You know?
2: Yeah. I appreciate that. It is a movie though, because there's like a Netflix show called maniac from a few years ago. That's almost not this story, but like a, a similar kind of mindset, you know, that was like eight episodes. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate this was a, a two and a half half hour movie. That said, it could have been a, a two hour movie. And I don't think we would have lost what really matters. So I think you could have cut out a fight scene for yeah. sure. Yeah. If you combine all three of our our complaints into one, you have maybe a better movie, a uh, stronger movie.
1: Yeah, my make one change was just maybe streamline some of those fights a little more because as I get I said before, like diminishing returns, they got less and less, especially on second watch. Like going into my second watch of this movie, I kind of felt, oh, I'm not going to enjoy this because I felt like a lot of the enjoyment I got from the movie was from the novelty Mm -hmm. of everything. And so I went into my second viewing thinking I'm not going to enjoy this as much. And I did find I didn't enjoy the fights as much, but I did enjoy kind of the family drama and the family dynamics more, which I didn't expect.
0: Yeah. So I have kind of a bold make one change. I don't know if this completely destroys the movie, but I would be interested to see a version of this movie without Joe to pocky like if there was no sort of villain who's her daughter coming after her like if if it was more just exploring their family dynamics by like jumping through the multiverse into like different versions of her life i don't know if there's just if you need those fight scenes to keep things going or what but yeah i, I didn't i never really love the daughter as villain plotline in it
2: i you could probably do that. You'd have to make some some real changes because it's the threat of Joba Tupacchi pushes Alpha Waymond into her life, which kicks off that part of the story. You just have to find a way to like have what's your starting pistol on bringing the multiverse in?
1: Yeah, it feels like there needs to be some sort of threat to
0: antagonist yeah.
1: motivate the fights and
0: everything. And I guess if they made it another Evelyn, then it's like that movie The One, like that's already been done.
2: Which uh, Kihua Khan also did choreography on. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, you could do probably a version of this movie that doesn't have Joe Budapaki, but also doesn't have like literal martial arts in it. And it's just a multiverse like shenanigans. But then I feel like you've got like some kind of Netflix show. Mm -hmm.
1: You could also tone down Jobu Tubaki, a little bit where it's maybe she's just, you know, alternate universe joy, right? It's just joy who can control matter and all that kind of stuff. So it's, you get that connection more that it's, this is your daughter. This is what you've done to me.
4: Yeah.
2: But I mean, I, I like, I like what you're talking about though, like the collective trauma of all the joys,
4: mm-hmm. of
2: course, would make this like uber,
0: you know. I, yeah, I guess for me, it, I feel like by making her the the villain, it kind of, like, she's not the only kind of source of, like, dramatic tension in the family drama. And so it's, like, the stuff, I feel like the stuff with Wayman and the stuff with her grandfather is kind of, like, backburnered. And so that this is mostly just about the Joy character when it feels like there was, like, more to spread around there, I guess.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
2: I just, I, again, I just, I like... A story where your villain has a connection to the hero i mean you watch like a bond movie and sure it's throwaway escapism which we always forget michelle yo was a bond girl Mm -hmm. but like uh it's like bond has never met the villain before he doesn't give a fuck he's never going to meet him again after this whereas this is just like it's not full like it was me james the author of all of your pain or whatever you know but they have a connection Uh, here we go best worst imdb trivia.
0: Yeah, you already mentioned mine, which is that uh, uh, Ki Hu Kong uh, worked on the one as a like a fight coordinator.
3: I did not look on imdb, but I am on Wikipedia. <laughs> the I don't know, some of the
2: this is just indicative of like how so much IMDb trivia is just like n- no shit. Again,
3: everything bagel and googly eyes are inverted colors. Yeah. Thank you. Top notch work guys. Yeah. Apparently Aquafina was supposed to star. As I, Joy.
0: I, I haven't seen it, but I hear that she's very good in the farewell and it's like not being Aquafina in that. It's like Aquafina can act,
2: mm-hmm. but she can do roles when she wants to, and sometimes she does like the Aquafina role. Mm-hmm. I really like Stephanie Shu in this movie.
4: Mm-hmm, me too. And,
2: and the fact that like I, I know she's done things, but I have not seen them. So her being brand new to me, I think, really. So I don't know. There's a multiverse out there where or an alternate universe out there where it's the Aquafina.
0: I I feel like, like if role, if Aquafina is in it. this role when she's jobu she's basically doing her aquafina thing which i don't think works as well yeah
2: well especially if you've seen it before Mm -hmm. yeah it's not gonna work um yeah she was really good in some oh it was like a netflix movie of lucy hale called dude
0: oh that movie that was a bizarre movie that's a bizarre ass movie i don't know why we haven't done that on the podcast or did we I feel like we've at least talked about it on the pod at some point.
2: Yeah, but she's, you know, not quite doing her Awkwafina role there. And it's really, it's interesting. But she's definitely doing Awkwafina in the Shang-Chi movie.
0: Like a a little bit toned down version of it, but yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm trying to think, do we still do um, character rankings? Uh, we haven't done them in a long time. Do you have those, Allie? Or
1: I do have them. I was just using the template from last time okay. I was on the
0: podcast. <laughs> but. No problem. We we like kind of halfway changed our format and then kind of like stopped half the changes and went back. So I, I don't know what our format is now. But uh, why don't you why don't you run us through your character rankings?
1: Okay, let's see. I put twelve on this list. Mm, so nice. feel free to interject at any time to add yours. <laughs> Uh twelve. I had main universe Gong Gong. He was just there. Hmm. Um, Eleven. I had the raccoon chef, which apparently, according to credits, his name is Chad. Because of course it is.
2: He's a that actor. Apparently, is in that that second Crouching Tiger movie with her. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. I I know him from Glee. Right?
2: Okay. The... What a, what a filmography. <laughs>
1: yep. <laughs> Uh, number 10, I had Jenny Slate's character, Big Nose or Debbie or whoever. The, it's the dog fight scene. Like, <laughs> as a dog lover, I was cracking up at it for some reason. Um, nine, I had Becky. Not much of a role, but she's still very sweet. Um, eight, I had Alpha Gong Gong because that was just kind of hilarious. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: yeah. Um, seven, I had Deirdre. Phil. Very interesting role for Jamie Lee Curtis. I wonder how he, she feels about it.
0: Sure I feel it was like fun play. I feel like the butt plug guy is getting shortchanged here. I mean, that guy he really yeah. suffered for his art there.
2: Yeah, I I'll say this though: for an action sequence, the move he's doing as he's trying to come down on that butt plug, I have never felt desperation on screen like that in so long.
0: He, he wants also, that thing in his ass. <laughs> he also does a really cool, like kind of like spiral twirl where she like yeah. pulls a butt plug out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love how they don't even say what it is. Like you
3: you, you
0: just you know, know it it is, right yeah. away. Yeah. yeah.
1: Figure it out real quick. Um six, I put Jobu Tabaki. Um, I really liked all the just crazy chain costume changes and all her matter manipulation. Uh, five i have hollywood wayman just for his laundry and taxes line four i had joy three i put alpha wayman he was a lot of fun very smooth very action star-esque two i had wayman and of course one is evelyn definitely the movie really no the movie really works by having i feel like evelyn and secondary wayman
4: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah definitely
2: but but I feel like she's not number one without him. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we started doing a thing where we try to like rank these movies according to three other movies. Um so we'll just ask, is this movie better than I am number four? I don't know if you've seen that movie. I have not. Okay. I'd say yes. It's Great, um it's like a really cheesy like YA movie.
1: Okay. I'm just gonna go on a limb and say, <laughs> yes, it probably is.
0: <laughs> Uh, I, I think don't I might have
1: seen. listened to your podcast mm-hmm. on it and just basing on the vague memory of that,
4: yes.
2: You're like, this doesn't sound like a real movie that they're describing, and I'm not going to confirm that. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Uh, is this movie better than Jack Reacher?
2: Also have not seen. <laughs> okay, one is a movie, and the other, I would argue, is a film.
0: <laughs> which is which?
2: <laughs> I'll leave that up to you. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, probably yes. I would say Jack Reacher is just like a pretty middle-of-the-road action movie.
2: Uh, Jack Reacher might be a more rewatchable movie, though. It's so, like turn off your brain. This I feel like there's going to be some some thinking in tow the next time I watch this.
0: Yeah, and then is this movie better than Jurassic Park?
1: Um, I would say yes, but kind of similar to what you said just said, Marco, as in. Jurassic Park probably has more rewatchability, whereas yeah. this one is it's 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 a meal of a movie.
2: Yeah. Well it's like it's like the question is what is Jurassic Park asking of you? What is it offering? I feel like this is asking and offering something a lot different than Jurassic Park.
0: All right. Well, that was everything everywhere all at once. Thank you for picking that, Allie. I, I knew I was yes. going to watch it eventually. Um I kind of I probably should have just watched it when I first heard about it rather than like waiting so long. Cause I feel like I like heard too much about it by the time I actually watched it.
1: Yeah. I went in completely just besides this short Instagram targeted ad I got, I pretty much knew nothing about this movie going in.
2: I, I downloaded it. I don't know, several months ago I watched the first half hour. I was like, Oh yeah, it's pretty solid. Uh, I'll pick it up at some point. And then sat down and actually watched the whole thing the other night. And I was like, Oh, Oh, so
0: thank you. All right. Well, before we go, I don't know. Do we want to talk trouble at all? I don't know it's if you have any, uh, any topics you want to bring up. We haven't really talked about the book. We kind of advertised it a lot on the uh, PLL podcast. And then uh, the book came out right before the last podcast. And that was it. We've been gone for a while.
1: Yeah. So I actually haven't read the published version <laughs> yet. I have read, to unpublished versions. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not exactly sure what made it from those drafts into the
4: final.
0: Most of it. Yeah. Ellie was very helpful, uh, giving some feedback on drafts of it. I think you've, it'd be very minor stuff that that you haven't It was was just basically
1: removal of minor character, like removal and putting back in of minor characters and Mm -hmm. some shuffling around of scenes, but
0: yeah, I would tweak the, um, you know, so, spoiler there obviously for the trouble books. Um we I, I tweaked the uh the ending of the second book a fair amount. Just I don't know. I'm still not sure if I like really completely happy with it, but I just need to finish the book at some point. But um because originally it was like the poker game was the ending, and then we switched it to more of like a chase. Just to clear one. book three, part two. Book three part two, yeah. Yeah. The everywhere. <laughs> yeah all at once yeah yeah Uh, um yeah you you were a huge help just in like letting us know where it was working where it wasn't working and trying trying our best to um address some of that like one of the things which i still like i think you're right and that it takes the story takes longer to get going i just didn't really know how to speed it up at all without like majorly changing it it's it just seems like it's going to take a while to get to the castle you know unless we just like skipped all the the euro trip stuff Mm
2: -hmm. but it's it's almost necessary that would be my counter argument because you have to set up a certain vibe set up certain characters there's so many fucking
0: characters Mm -hmm. you know
2: and some of them are are horror movie fodder oh yeah we uh, cut
0: out a whole i think you had one of the drafts where there's like a family there that we just oh yeah we yeah i cut those out just because like I, yeah, I like
1: didn't do anything. Yeah. I like
0: the idea of just having a random family there who wasn't a part of the mystery at all. But ultimately, it was like, well, then why are they there? You know, it's kind of I, I don't feel like they're really adding anything to the story.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no. Selfishly, it was really fun to be able to read it what six months ahead of everyone else, so I could just find out what happened.
0: <laughs> Everyone's got their new theories now. Is there an RJ twin out there? Who knows. It'll be interesting for you to get the beta
2: version of like the last one, with, <laughs> with, with the stranger and and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, how yeah, many I'm,
1: books? How many books are you guys planning on?
0: Uh, five. So
1: five. Okay, so we're three out of five.
0: Yeah, we're just at about the point where we really need to start doing some serious brainstorming for book four. Book four is going to be a little bit different. Um, it'll definitely be back in Blackbird Springs. It's not going to be definitely. It can't be that long again. This was like. Like, the length of uh, book three and, and plus, like, the kind of dual narrative, like, that was, like, such a pain in the ass. Like, to, like, if I wanted to make any change at all, it's like, all right, well, this is going to change all this other stuff. If I, you know, if I just have a different person find the body, I have to go read through, like, ten chapters I wrote to, like, make sure it's all going to line up correctly, like, that kind of stuff.
2: It's mm-hmm. it's almost a computer program. Yeah. If you If you change this thing, it could be
0: buggy as hell everywhere else. Yeah. All
1: the multiverses.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Definitely want to avoid doing that for book four. Make it a little bit easier to write and and, and shorter too. Because this one, like, it's so long that it, like, it costs more to print. So we had to, like, raise the price and whatnot. Like, I'd I'd rather avoid that. And plus Amazon, like, they wouldn't let us print it the way we wanted it to with, like, the upside down thing. Oh, yeah. Um, And so we had to use a different printer. And that was a disaster at launch. Which they wouldn't tell
2: you until day of publication.
0: Yeah, they, they printed a proof copy and I had no objections, but I guess there's like, when you finally like say, okay, publish it for real, there's like one more like manual review they do as opposed to like an automated review. And somebody's like, Hey, this is upside down. And I'm like, oh. no, I, I know that's that's fine. It's, it's supposed to be that but way. And they're like, like no, nope, sorry, I can't print it.
2: It's like, look, asshole, you can see what this is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can tell this isn't like a mistake. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're just like, no, it's our policy. Sorry. And it's like, But fortunately, the other printer we use will still print it. So Um, we have all three hardcovers printed now that we'll be shipping to you, Ali, so you can have hardcover versions.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm looking forward to rereading the third one again. Um, As far as theories goes, I still think Hamilton Webb is up to something. I don't know if he's the stranger, but I feel like there is definitely more to that guy's story than just being an estate lawyer. So.
0: Yeah, when wow. I had Jenny sneaking around at like the first part of book two, I was like, ooh, if she overhears? A call from Mr. Webb. That'd be fun to put in right here. So I just Yeah, when I to.
1: when I read that, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> um I don't know. This book I feel like gave more breadcrumbs to the RJ twin. There is something about RJ impersonation twins, something like prestige esque. Hmm. PL esque going on there. Um, but I know you guys can't say anything, <laughs> but I'll just have to wait.
0: Yeah, I'd I'd be curious to get your your thoughts on the the final version of book three, although I don't know that much has changed in this regard because you were like you were like really mad at Jenny by like the end of book one. And like I remember while while writing it, I'm thinking like, man, this might be too far for Jenny right now.
1: I I think when I was re- beta reading book three, there was just so many comments about like, I, w- I was you know very team Eliza mm-hmm. in book two. And then this book just really cemented that. Um, but I think you know, some of the comments I made, like I think in the end, like they get to a place where is realistic. And I'm very interested in seeing where things go in book four.
0: Yeah, like James,
2: we, James said, book force format will be different and more fun,
0: mm-hmm.
2: not more fun,
0: a new uh, kind of. We fun. also are looking for fun, you know, in but, these books. But true,
2: true to like the style of the books in a way.
0: Sure.
4: Yeah. Uh, also,
1: what is going to happen now at school? That like half, not not half the people died on their class trip, but a good, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean. I think they, some characters are mentioning suing Jenny. So, you know, maybe there'll be a plotline there. Um, I think, I think she's not going to be too popular back in Blackbird Springs right now. Yeah, you
1: come back from a class trip and like one of your chaperones is dead and the other one has been murdering everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, at least one student died. Yeah. I can't believe, man, Jimmy Fig, that guy, I've tried to kill him off in two books now and it just never happens. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll finally happen in the next one. Like originally, um, in book two, there's the scene where it's, like, her and Dinah go on this, like, date, and then, like, Jenny leaves on her own, and she, like, stops by, like, the poison pen, and, she, like, she sees that the, what's that girl's name, like, Lily Feist or whatever is, like, dead up top or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um Originally, it was supposed to be, well, I think it was, it was still a date, but Jenny's, like, because they're, like, up, like, on the second story, I think it was at a mall, and they were kind of looking down. And she like sees Jimmy fig and like they're, they talk about him, like, Oh, that's that guy who walked in on us in the bathroom that one time. And then they see him like getting like an Uber and then like, he's like found dead or, or something like the next day. And like, that was, it was like a whole other thing where like she was the last person to see him or something. But, like, that all got cut out. And so I was like, well, Jimmy Figg survives book two. I'll, I'll kill him off in book three for sure. At one now, point he, I he think it's going to ab- be sorry, he go
2: abducted at a mall at one point.
0: Yeah. He got, he got abducted in the Uber at the mall and then like found dead later but then that never happened. And then in this one, I think I was going to like kill him during the poker game where like he got poisoned or something, or he just like keels over in the middle of the game. But then that, that just like never came to fruition either. So, you know, maybe, maybe in book four, we can finally kill that guy off. Cause Jimmy, I think you, he's not even in book two. He like got completely written out. This is like the, the first more time you try
2: to kill Jimmy fig, the stronger he gets
0: <laughs> that. And, and
2: one of the characters has a secret origin that no one has oh. ever guessed. In. <laughs>
0: no spoilers uh but yeah jimmy jimmy fig is like in book one when it's actually eliza although you don't realize the time eliza is talking to dinah in the boys bathroom and dinah's like trying to have this serious conversation and eliza's like i can't have this conversation right now because she's not jenny you know and like a freshman walks in and like gawks at them oh, okay. that's jimmy fig oh, and so okay. like i keep trying to like bring that guy back and kill him off it just hasn't happened yet but we'll see someday. Mm-hmm.
1: Just be a running joke. He just almost dies. Mm-hmm. Survives
2: till the end. In the in the alternate book four, which is apparently just like a trial book. <laughs> <laughs> she's just in and out of one book. Well, it's like, uh, uh,
0: what are those The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo books? Did you read any of those, Allie?
1: Uh, I read the first one.
0: In like the third one, it's like basically like the third one is like after this crazy action-packed second one where like she's in the hospital and like it's it's all just like the aftermath. It's really bizarre. It's like there's going to be a trial and hearings about what happened and everything. And it's like she's stuck in a hospital bed. It's it's a very strange book, but yeah, I don't I don't think we want to do that for Troll Book Four. Um, oh, I wanted to ask. The
1: game is back on, so I'm excited to hear what the
0: rules
1: are.
0: Yeah, there's a, a contingency plan. That'll be fun. I wanted to ask because I think one of our reviewers really didn't like the Nili character. Did you have any thoughts on him? One way or the other,
1: um it was. In, I think I wrote in my comments that it was interesting having kind of a foil character to Jenny slash Eliza, where it's like, oh, this is what I look like when I'm doing my shit. Like, wow, that's annoying. <laughs> um, so I, th- I thought he was interesting, kind of like a mirror, right? Like, kind of a male version of like, I am the main character. Let me explain everything that's been going on.
2: It's like it's like in uh, your super sleuth, your amateur sleuth story, and you have like the the police inspector who's like kind of competing against them, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, he was fun for me to write. Apparently, some people didn't like him, but i I wanted another character because Mason's like kind of graduated now. Like, I kind of snuck him into this book, um, but I feel like I needed another male character to be around.
2: Uh, have we talked publicly about the uh, the version where Mason's? Don't spoil anything. That, uh, what was I was going to say where he's at the hotel.
0: Oh, right. The yeah. The whole I time. I don't think that that draft never made it very far. But in the first draft, Mason is at the hotel the whole time and like oh. hiding the baby. And it just it was just like this isn't this is too hard to like make sound even remotely realistic that yeah. he could get away with this. So also,
2: because like it's like everything we would talk about, it's like also there's a baby on the
0: premises. It's like Mason is like constantly sneaking around to like get food for the baby, and it's like I just I don't think that, and it's like someone would see like I heard a baby crying last night, you know? And they're like, oh, maybe it's a ghost or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: Did the version of the uh did the scene make it into the end where he makes his entrance by punching the guy out, or did I get
0: kind of? I think he punches uh the girl out this time. Okay. Yeah. I kind of cheated and have like kind of two entrances for him where it's like, I think you read the one version and then the other version. And I just did them both because I I wanted them both. Yeah.
2: Everything,
3: everywhere.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The Mason Multiverse.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, yeah, really looking forward to getting started on book four. Uh, If you're listening to this, hopefully you're not too spoiled by book three if you haven't read it. But, um, you know, my name is trouble.com if you want to check out those books. Girl detective named Trouble. I think we we might actually finally meet Jenny's grandparents in the next one too. I've been kind of like slowly trying to work them back in, so that'll that'll be fun.
1: We've seen them in flashback scenes. Well, not flashback scenes, but like people talking about. Oh yeah, we had dinner with them, right? But we haven't actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Like their their history, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And Shelley's relationship with them, I think, will be fun. And I guess we have to decide on how much they know about eliza i don't know if we've we've made that decision yet uh
2: no we have not we have mm-hmm. not um yeah it's gonna be interesting uh plus less i mean i don't know what we're talking about we kind of have a new diver di- device for storytelling after the end of the the very end of book three.
0: Oh, so, right we brought in a new perspective yeah mm-hmm yeah, I um I don't know. I don't know. Do we want to give away too much right now, Marco, on, on our plans for book four or? Uh, I don't know if we should say it just yet. Okay. All
2: right. Yeah. I'll stop
0: to wait. <laughs> uh but yeah, we definitely I, I think each book is kind of its own experiment in ways to tell a mystery. Book one, it was like, Well, there's a secret perspective you didn't know was a different character book two it's like you're full on with two different characters um Mm -hmm. and i think that the part in book two where i got like kind of really excited was when like um we didn't know what was happening to eliza at a certain point Mm -hmm. like i kind of really got into that where it's like we know that it's like where's eliza she's like missing she hasn't shown up like what happened to her you know um and kind of playing with the reader knowing things that the character doesn't know stuff like that um, and then book three obviously is a whole it's a it's a whole you know duality thing so book four I think will have its own special ways of uh, telling the story
1: the, Some, way the, book three, the way the book three ends right now they're not is this a spoiler um, I and
0: you can say it you know spoiler I mean, alert for book three but yeah
1: yeah spoiler for book three like little lies is no longer trapped as like not entirely the other. Right. She has her own identity now. Yeah. It's it's not
0: her either. true identity, but it's, yeah, it's right, her but she, she not
2: has to Jenny
3: and identity. That's all her own.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That'll be fun to play with.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Thanks for joining us, Allie. And yes, um, we'll be back not too long. Maybe a couple weeks. I think we're going to be doing clueless with one of our contest winners. Oh, we didn't mention, not that we've ever mentioned it on this pod. Cause we haven't recorded this pod in like six months, but we did a contest where people sent us like pictures of their copy of trouble or left reviews and whatnot. Uh, we did drawings. We had winners. Um, they've all been informed. I never actually tweeted to let the general public know this, but yeah, if you didn't get a tweet, uh, or a message from us, then you lost. Sorry. Um, well,
2: but, I've got an idea for something we could add to it, but I'll talk mm-hmm. to you after. Um, so
0: we okay. might revive the contest in a minor way, congrats to Rose, Katie, Elizabeth, and Janina, who is from Germany. I can't wait to talk to her and be like, "How badly did I get Germany uh, in the book because i because of the pandemic, I was never able to visit Germany, so I just had to rely on google
1: <laughs> did you in the final draft did you cut out all of the uh Dialogue of all the Z's in there that I yeah able um, to read okay yeah
0: so originally it was a lot of like the we welcome you to you know it's like very like Dracula talk you know with a lot of like V's for W's and Z's very for these you know? yeah yeah Um uh, but it yeah, was I, it was it was written like like the would be like Z E and yeah I I think we got feedback from you and some others like this is hard to read but I think we just tried to them use a, a German word here and there. You know, it's, it's like those old comic books where just be the, like
2: the, the X Men style, yeah. yeah,
0: X Men style Cajun accent, yeah,
2: yeah. Where like, like Colossus had like three words from Russian that he would occasionally say over and over and over again. Yeah,
0: I definitely snuck a for End in there at one point. <laughs> okay, but yeah, we'll be back in a couple weeks uh, to talk about Clueless. Until then, thanks for joining us. Bye bye.
1: Thanks for having me. Peace.